0: Summit Spartans football on wkoib is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin, Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Columbia. We're good on our end. Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy. Summit Spartans football on W K O M is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Rightcast, Columbia Franklin, Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Nedrich and CSH, Inc. Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You're listening live to
1: the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM at Front Porch radio tn.com. Click on 107. FM. I'm Mike Epley, alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. Weather here at Paul Decker Field, cold. 30 degrees. It's going to be frigid for the semifinal game. The 5A State Champions 13-0 Summit Spartans have made it to the semifinals of the 6A playoffs, traveled north up Interstate 65 to take on the 10-3 Hendersonville Commandos. The winner will punch its ticket to the state championship in Chattanooga next Saturday. How did we get here? Round one, Summit defeated Houston, Brentwood in two, Round the three, Ravenwood. The storyline in the playoffs was Summit's defense at the first, but now you poked the bear and woke the offense up. Head coach Brian Coleman has been very pleased with the defense, especially Keaton Wade with two strip sacks for fumbles last week. We mentioned the offensive line to Coleman. He was very pleased with them as well. For Hendersonville, round one defeated McGavick, round two Gallatin, round three Beach. So region seven standing summit, number one, that's where they are. Region five, number one, Hendersonville, that's where they are. Summit's number three in the state, Hendersonville is number seven. On the other side of the bracket, going on right now, number one, Oakland out of region four. First, number two, Maryville out of region two. It's usually that matchup that decides the CSA State Championship but hold everything. Summit's got suitors, and they're coming hard uh, for the other side of the bracket. The four, These four teams were projected to make it to the playoffs when it started, so there's been no chaos in 6A. Speaking of those teams, Mr. Football finalists were narrowed down this week. Three players in 6A. Jordan James of Oakland I just referenced. Destin Wade and Keaton Wade at this game. The winner will be announced on December 7th at Nissan Stadium. And the event will be live streamed on the Titans website. Welcome in, my partner in crime as always, Matt Rogers. The Spartans are one step closer to the promised land and one of the biggest anticipated matchups in Tennessee high school football history. But first, got to play this one. How does Summit manage to win it?
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It doesn't get any bigger than this state semifinal 6A football. And sitting here on the Summit sidelines, Summit's got more fans than the hometown home field of Hendersonville but to answer your question how do they handle it? It's very simple after coming off last week's uh, debacle with you could blame the referees, you can blame poor play on Summit, I would tend to lean a little bit more towards the referees last week but the answer is they got to cut down on the penalties. Last week 11 penalties, 135 yards and what I did was I combined uh, their best 5 games uh, in terms of penalties and it still didn't add up to one hundred and thirty yards. So last week was very uncharacteristic. It kept the game closer than it should have been uh, by a long shot. So summits healthy, some it's firing on all cylinders. So to continue and to get to next week, they're going to have to cut down the penalties.
1: Let's talk about the passing game in the offensive summit. 10 of 17, Destin Wade, 147 yards, three touchdowns through the air, Pierce, six receptions of those 10, 108 yards. So that's the main target. Rushing 43 attempts, 387 yards total, Wade 213 of it with two touchdowns, Keaton Wade chipped in with 92. So here we are at Hendersonville, the Spartans are going to have some empty sets, of some motion, trying to create matchup problems that you'll go back into, and Hendersonville is going to say, you know what, we're just going to try to man them up and see what happens with our best, one of our best corners, and see what Summit can do, and I will say this, there's seven players on Hendersonville going both ways tonight.
2: Yeah, and I wish the people at home could have seen your face right now when you just said that to me, but that's going to be a big deal for Hendersonville going both ways in any football game, especially the weather like tonight, the stakes semi Final, and you're playing the undefeated Summit Spartan. so I don't think that's going to bode very well for the Hendersonville defense. Now, in terms of philosophy, in terms of game plan, I think Hendersonville has the right one going man cover one, because what that allows you to do is that allows you to put the guys in the box to stop the Summit run. That sounds all great. It looks great on paper. Here's the problem. No one's ever been able to do it, at least not since I've been. Uh, broadcasting summit game. So we've seen week after week coaches from the other team come in with a good defensive game plan. But unfortunately for them, Epley, it doesn't matter because you just can't really stop them. So the interesting thing tonight that we might see that we haven't seen is Keaton Wade catching footballs because what they're going to do like you said they're going to do a lot of motion they're also you know in talking to coleman they might want to run some empty sets which is something hendersonville hasn't seen empty meaning there's no running back in the backfield with destin and then what they're going to do number seven keaton wade they're going to see if the linebacker is going to cover keaton wade if they get that matchup Coleman is going to have his brother Destin, at quarterback, dump that ball off to him because he knows no linebacker can cover Keaton Wade.
1: And we talk about the defense now for Summit. Chris Parsons, they tried to figure it out. Parsons in the first matchup for Ravenwood had 141 yards passing. He got 270, but unfortunately the running game just wasn't there. Cartua Chapman... 26 yards in the first game. Carter Pace, 25 in the first game. The second game, Chapman, 58. Pace, only nine. Millett tried to come in at receiver. Had more yards in the first game. Miles Pollard, the Michigan commit, had 62 yards in the first game. Basically nothing in the second game. Ravenwood what did move the football score points on Summit. So now we set it to where Hendersonville is. There's going to be the wing tee offense at Summit ran a lot last year out of the shotgun with the double handoffs in the misdirections. I will say this: Manning's going to be the quarterback, as far as I know. Luke Manning, no relation to Peyton Manning or Eli Manning. Very small kid, athletic, great at running this offense. Ellis Ellis been running uh, as the fullback for this team, tailback in this. Wing T offense, he's been a good one, and keep an eye on Torin Baker as well, as he'll play tailback and Jack Boosie at tight end.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean the, the 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 big you know exclamation point for this Hendersonville offense is their two running backs, number 10, Ellis Ellis, and number 25, Torin Baker. But when you look at the type of offense they run, I mean this is something Coleman knows front and back. I mean, you know, he he knows this offense. He loves to run this offense, and he's done it pretty much better. Than anybody for a long time. Now, combine that with his, you know, with Coach Taylor. I mean, make no mistake, they're going to have a game plan to stop that. And this defense is playing better than any Summit defense in school history. I didn't think they can get much better than last year, but I found out by week two I was wrong. This defense this year for Summit is hands down better than last year. They're older, they're smarter, they're stronger, they're faster, they're well, well coached. So tonight I think they're going to come up with a game plan that Hendersonville hasn't seen, but the bigger thing is they're putting a team on the field that Hendersonville hasn't seen. Uh, and what they're going to try to do, what I think, after having conversations with you and you talking to Coleman, is that Summit is going to load up on that strong side. Because typically with this type of run offense, they're going to want to run heavy, power it heavy to that strong side. But here's the X factor you got Keaton Wade moved to the weak side. He's one of the only linebackers in Middle Tennessee that can chase that offense down. And I think you're going to see a lot of that tonight. So it's not going to bode too well for the Hendersonville offense.
1: You talk about statistically they start with Summit. Defensively last year, Summit gave up 15 points a game. Currently giving up 13.6 a game in 6A football. Offensively, this year scoring 41.5. Going to Hendersonville. Hendersonville is pretty stingy itself. Only 17.5 defensively and scores 35.5. So right off, Summit was scoring gives up about four more points defensively inside the numbers summit undefeated navy blue and orange wins against henry county spring hill Brentwood, blackman centennial beach ravenwood independence shelbyville and franklin playoffs houston Brentwood, ravenwood and now that's where we are at round number four for hendersonville A loss to Oakland to start the season by 35 points. A win against South Warren out of Kentucky. A win against Beach and Gallatin. A loss against Ravenwood by seven. A win against Clarksville and Shelbyville. A loss against Baylor. A win against Rossview and West. Started the playoffs. Win against McGavick, Gallatin, and Beach. And that's where we are now. Here's a fun fact for you guys. Summit's going to be all white. White jerseys, white pants, and white helmet. Hendersonville. I'm gonna be all black. Black helmet, black pants, and 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 black jerseys. But Matt, did you know Hendersonville's black and gold but the school colors have been black and gold since 1941 when Vanderbilt football program provided the, or so I say the commandos with the football jerseys and how cool is that? They stuck with it.
2: Yeah, that's a really cool, fun fact, man. The fact that Vanderbilt gave them those hand-me-downs almost a half a century ago and they're still rocking that. It's cool, man. And this is a really awesome environment. I really like the stadium. It's <laughs> (laughs) got these black gates all around it and I mean it just it looks tough it's a really cool place to play and for those of you obviously that you can't see the grass because of the weather is now you know dead grass but it matches their colors really cool it's just a really cool environment to play in tonight and I'm excited for this Spartan team because I think it's going to be I don't want to say a barn burner but I will say a very high scoring game that I'm predicting for the Summit Spartans in fact my pops who's been watching us back home and or listening to us back home in California he's become a huge Summit fan and he told me, Maddie, they're going to put 42 on them tonight and win by three touchdowns.
1: Well, we'll see. Tie your cleats up, adjust your shoulder pads, button your chin strap, look up to heaven, acknowledge what has and hasn't happened, get the final orders and hit the gridiron. And Matt, uh, your keys to the game to start this
2: Yeah, keys to the game. I'm going back to the first thing I said, eliminate the penalties. You can blame the referees last week. Many people did. But either way, if Summit eliminates the penalties, I don't think this is much of a game going into the third quarter for the Spartans.
1: So the Summit Spartans now uh, will come off the the, uh, visiting side. This is the first road game for the Summit Spartans, the only road game that would send you, you win this when you're in Chattanooga.
2: (sighs) I get chills when you say that, baby. Come on bring it we i mean we this team has worked so hard they've built such a good foundation, such a good tradition that when you look back 10, 20 years from now this is the team they're going to be talking about. When you carry on a tradition I mean any city, any school, any administration, coaching staff they want to build a tradition. Well Summit's never had a tradition. In fact when they started they were always not very good and now that they've established this, they've established a tradition 10, 20, 30 years from now the team we're watching right now is what they're going to reference for the next couple decades on what to do right, and it's really exciting to be in the booth watching it.
1: If you're just tuning in, 101.7, we appreciate you joining. Also, frontporchradiotn.com. Just click on 101.7, and you will hear the broadcast. It's Hendersonville and Summit.
2: A lot more quieter than you and I are used to because we're used to you know being right behind uh, you know Spartans with you know the place absolutely rocking, and it's. Oddly quiet right now, and I don't think that bodes very well for Hendersonville. It's just weird for a home game to be this quiet.
1: And we did get an update in. We have a tie ball game with Oakland with the football, two minutes left. So 14 14 about to go into halftime, at, and about three hours east of here. So that is the uh, matchup going on. And if you're a Hendersonville fan or a Summit fan or just a high school football fan, we got a tie ball game in Maryville.
2: Absolutely. we got some uh, fans in Kentucky listening to us, the Cook family, and uh, they give us the best uh, Cinebred. So I just want the Cook family out there to know we love you guys. This the com Keeps me going. It keeps my energy high for these games. It's fantastic. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know what the, the delay is, Epley. Like, for some reason, they haven't kicked off yet. Summit hasn't even, neither team hasn't even really taken the field here.
1: Yeah, and we'll get you some stats, too. Matt's going to, uh, while we're waiting, uh, we do have the uh, the sheet with some of the stats on here. Um, well,
2: oh, there yes. you
1: go. and uh, just kind of looking over, we already talked about points per game. Think about this. Summits has 242 first downs.
2: <laughs> 242 first downs in 12 games that they played? I mean, look at Epley, I'm not going to lie to you. I graduated with a 1.96 GPA, but I'm smart enough to know that that's a lot of first downs per game, huh, bud?
1: <laughs> and it is. It's, it's a, t- a TV delay. So uh, we'll get to the commercials throughout the game. It will be a TV delay. So if you're just tuning in, uh, y- yes, uh, that that's the reason. So uh, total offense this year, Summit has 5,078 yards. Do the math.
2: 5,078 yards. I mean, that's 450 yards a game. I mean, that sounds right. The crazy thing is, I don't have the official stat in front of me. Yeah, average yard per rush, 8.5. I was going to say, I don't have the official stat in front of me, but how many of those are on the ground on the legs of Destin Wade? It's just unbelievable. Average per game is 321. Rushing. Just rushing. Just rushing. I mean, that's powerful, and that's exactly what Coleman wants to do. You know, his philosophy has always been 90-10, 90-10. He wants to run the ball 90% of the time, pass it 10% of the time. I mean, and this has just been a dream season for him to just do at will what he's wanted to do, and he's accomplished that. And It's, it's an exciting time to be a Summit Spartan, that's for sure. Field
1: goals attempted by Summit.
3: Two? <laughs> one. Are you kidding me? I was joking. One.
1: Are you kidding me? One, Only one? One field goal attempted by Summit all year.
2: Did he make it? No. <laughs> so that was Coleman. The... Coleman's like one and done. We tried a field goal. Let's just score touchdowns from here on out. One. I don't like field goals.
1: These are this some good stats. Uh, <laughs> Destin Wade uh, rushing. Destin Wade has 2,022 yards rushing. He got. He averages, you wanted the stat, and there you go, Matt. That's what he averages at.
2: 168.5 yards per. Here's the deal, and this is why I'm such a big advocate for him for Mr. Football. I mean, you look at what he did last year in five, which was awesome. The caliber of teams that they have been upgraded to from a challenge standpoint in 6A, and he's doing even better this year. The defense is even better this year. I mean, you can't put the Summit Spartans against anybody harder in the state of Tennessee, and they're demolishing everybody. So the argument on whether Mr. Football should go to him or if Summit's the best team, I think that's now out the window. Of course, that'll be settled after this week and next week, but so far, I mean, have they answered the call? Or what? Yeah,
1: and I think th- they've answered the call. Could there be another team? Sure, I think that Oakland and Maryland right. has have something to say about that. Um, but but you're right. The schedule. A lot of people didn't think Summit would go undefeated. Uh, lose a couple games, much less win by 14 plus points in every game. They play
2: this year. I mean, what? Because let's be honest. Last year, when when I took this job with you, you know, coming from the West Coast, I didn't know too much about the history of Tennessee football. When you and I went to Henry County, and we're eating, you know, they got the catfish there and everything, and Summit just beat them down this year. And what we experienced last year—that's when I knew, like, not only does Summit have something special, it's almost like an anomaly. And that's why I keep making that example that. This is the team they're going to look back on decades from now and be like, you know, that's the mark, that's the benchmark that every team would want to shoot for moving forward. So
1: Summit will get the football when we start. Uh, we're waiting uh, for the ref to whistle it in. destiny Wade will be the quarterback, six foot five, two hundred and fifteen. Starting the line from left to right, Matt Mullen, 6'4", 270, three-year starter. Left guard, Jack Bauer, 6'2", 200, first-year starter. Tyler Garber, center, 6'2", 20, third-year starter. Third-year starter at right guard, Cooper Cook, 6'4", 250. First-year starter was given a year and a half, Mason Richardson, 6'4", 260. That Hill's played well too in Richardson spots. At times, Tanner Shake will be the starting tight end, 6'2, 220. At receiver will be your first guy, will be Brady Pierce, 5'10, 175. And then you will have Austin Harvey on one side as well, the junior and Brandon King. And you will see Dominic Hollis at running back. Also Keaton Wade. Hollis, Feed the baby. Hollis 5'10-175. Sophomore and Keaton Wade six foot almost five, two hundred and thirty pounds.
2: I mean, and that's the thing with, with, with Summit that we keep talking about, too, is, I mean, any football team, you can pick the one thing that's the weakness. Oh, well, you know, uh, the running back's weak, or the offensive line, the left guard's a little soft. I mean, look, man, everyone's been trying to poke holes in this team, and on one hand, you don't want to get too cocky, but on the other hand, you don't want to water down what it really is, and what it really is, is no weak links. The defensive backfield is phenomenal. Their linebackers are phenomenal. Their defensive line they're phenomenal. Their O-line all seniors. 3 of them have played together for 3 years like you can't find a weak spot on the Spartans and it's just crazy. Like it's like peeling off an onion like it just it's a new layer and a new layer and when you try to pick apart the Summit Spartans what you'll find is it just gets better.
1: As you can hear the crowd we're on the visiting side. Summit it is wall to wall and the stands and the students have come out to support the Spartans, and now you were seeing the Hendersonville crowd come in a little bit later than the Summit Spartan crowd, which Summit we mentioned in the pregame had to travel I-65 North get get through some Nashville traffic on Black Friday.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing too, when, you know with Summit, and this is a big deal, is uh, when you talk about it. I'm speaking from a player standpoint when I played. Like Summit is now used to playing in cold weather. They're used to traveling. They're used to being on TV. Hendersonville, maybe not so much. So when you have these TV delays, Summit's been here before. I don't know that about Hendersonville, but it looks like we're finally going to get started.
1: And John Dippold will be back. Also, Brady Pierce going back. And Brandon King will be the return specialist for the Summit Spartans. As we put 12 minutes on the clock and we're going to start this game... Once again, I don't need to say much more. You win, you're in the state championship. We appreciate you tuning in.
2: What happens if you lose, Epley? You go home. <laughs> you,
1: you can eat leftovers. <laughs> and the kick will be to the 25-yard line fielded by Summit. And it will be Luke McNeely. McNeely goes out to the 32, and here comes Destin Wade. Yeah,
2: and you can see uh, Coleman's wasting no time in hiding Keaton Wade. And that's always a big conversation is, is Keaton Wade going to start at running back? And the answer is, are freaking lutely tonight. It's the semifinal. So Coleman wasting no time putting number seven in the backfield. And he
1: is. And Matt Mitchin, you'll see him play receiver And number one. Jamison Wharton will be out on Brady Pierce. So they're going to put now he's not following, though, so that's the motion set that wow. we we're talking about. And here we go. It's Keaton Wade. He's got a hole. Bounces off one. He pushes one down. He steps on it. And Keaton Wade is out to the 30-yard line of the commandos.
2: Yeah, and that's a Coleman's basic read zone. And what Destin Wade is doing is he's seeing if that outside defensive end either pinches. If he pinches, he's giving it to his brother. And if he, if he expands and goes wide, he's going to keep it. I don't know what happened there, but if Destin would have kept it, he might have even got a touchdown. So it looked like Hendersonville was wrong either way on that one. What a great first play.
1: And here we go. They got, a, I think, Keaton Wade for about 36. And Pierce were lined up at tailback. And the offset eye. And the shotgun, here comes Brady Pierce. He cuts to the outside, upended, and down to the 27 from the 32.
2: Yeah, and he motioned back in. They did like a split back look that time. And that time, Keaton on the lead block, and they gave it to Brady Pierce. I love Brady Pierce, man. He's, he's like the Iron Man for me. He's like one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen play this game. Even when he gets tackled, he does it tough. It's just awesome to watch him, too.
1: And Wade now at quarterback. Brandon King is the wing back off the right side. Will he hand it to Keaton Wade? Keaton Wade's going to bounce outside. He's got some speed. Keaton Wade has tackled down inside the 10-yard line by Warton. First down. Summit.
2: So one of uh, the Titans' left tackle, Taylor Lewan's favorite thing to say is run left, run left. Well, here you got Cooper Cook. You got Mason Richardson screaming, run right, run right. That's twice that they've done it. And Richardson and Cook are literally driving their guys 10 and 15 yards off the ball. That was awesome.
1: One minute, uh, should I say about 15 seconds off the clock. Summit at the six-yard line. left in the first. Destin Wade will keep it. No one went out with Keaton and Wade, Destin Wade goes down at the line of scrimmage. Second down and six.
2: Yeah, to that, that time everybody pinched in the inside. I'm a little bit surprised to see him keep it right there. Maybe he was like, you know what, brother, you've had a little bit too much fun. Let me try this one. But uh something tells me if you would have gave it to Keaton there, we might have seen six. But at this point, I don't know if it's even gonna matter because all they need is about what, five or six yards to score? They'll get it.
1: Six, six yards to score, Destin Wade, Keaton off the right kick hip everybody else in Wade on a power Wade Destin Wade spins off one he's gonna be short he's two yards short so it's third and goal from the two
2: yeah and that time they lined up in the same formation that he runs the read zone but they didn't waste any time it was kind of like a quarterback power to the left where he's got his brother Keaton lead blocking of course you got the left side of the line big Matt Mullen Jack Bauer clearing the way and uh, he gained about four right there and it's two yards to paradise
1: it is everyone in the phone booth again For the Spartans, third and two. It's probably going to go for it on fourth down. If you need it, you may not. Brady Pierce hammers his way. And... No. He's a half a yard short. It's going to be fourth down.
2: Yeah, they're going to be short right there, and they tried to run that fly sweep. So you got Brady Pierce lined up on the left-hand side in the slot, and they're going to motion him. And once he gets that full speed, they're really relying on Richardson, the right tackle, to make that edge block. He did, but unfortunately, that middle linebacker came through and made a great play.
1: And here we go. Fourth and a half yard. If Summit's going to go for it, Destin Wade, Wait! Oh no! It's over the goal line. It looks... No, they stopped him.
2: Wow! And and they, sto- they really did. You don't think so? I'm not going
1: to say anything on the air on my job. is to say he did did not get in there. Uh, He's short. Change of possession.
2: Yeah, what happened was they tried to run that uh, quarterback power to the left-hand side again, and I had to watch it right in front of me, and I'm going to say that I don't think he got in. Uh, That was a great defensive stand by Hendersonville, and I'm just as shocked as anybody that they didn't get in. Haven't seen that too many times this year at all.
1: There's a reason you're in the semifinal game, and that may send waves to the coaching staff, hands it off up the middle, and not going to do much going to the four-yard line from the one. So we're trying to get the... the uh
2: yeah, the, the commandos right here. I mean, they're, it, it's operation, let's get out of this end zone right now, and that was just a straight-up wedge, kind of like if you were on the goal line you're trying to wedge it in. They're just trying to get out from their back against the wall here. Trying to avoid a safety.
1: And here we go. Going to hand it to the wing back. And that will be Ellis Ellis, as we talked about, out to the nine-yard line. It'll be third and two.
2: Yeah, and th- I mean, this type of offense, they were—they have two backs back there, and they're misdirecting everything. It's, it's really hard for these defensive players to get a gauge on where this ball is going, which is why you just got to play discipline, gap defense. And, I mean... This is what Hendersonville likes to do, is run that power pitch. And here they are again with a lot of backs in the backfield.
1: And they will. They'll hand it off and, meaning about a yard, going to get it. It's going to be first down to the about 16-yard line.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the more that you see them move this ball, the more of a huge stop That is, because, you know, Hendersonville, they're not going to try to air it out too much. They're going to try to play their game very similar to the philosophy of Coleman. They're going to try to put together these seven, eight-minute drives, and in this case, I mean, they're starting a drive at the negative one-yard line, and they just got a first down.
4: They did.
1: Going to hand it off? Nowhere. And nowhere. And that is Brady Hendricks on the play. Let's get the starters for Summit. Ryan Smith in the middle, Johnny Salone on the outside, so it's Maddox Reed In the middle for linebacker Finley, Jamison. Jacob Turner. On the outside, Keaton Wade, Brady Hendricks. Corners would be Noah Phelps, John Dippold, Safeties Brady Pierce, Aiden Bird. Second down and 12 on the 15-yard line. And they're going to throw it. Manning's going to complete it. A play pass to Howden, and he's going to go down. A big play by Noah Felt.
2: Yeah, Noah Felt bouncing back from a tough game last week, and he answers the call there. Quick little pass right to the receiver that he's man coverage on, and he made a fantastic open field tackle. And now it's almost like the uh, it's almost like the Commandos are going to have to throw the ball again with it being third and nine. Because I mean, the power pitch offense doesn't work too well in this situation. So I think they should probably throw it here.
1: So it's third and eight on the 18, and we'll see. As Manning at quarterback, and you're going to have four linemen, they're going to hand it off, elect to, and did not get it. And it didn't get it by Brady Hendricks leading the way uh, for the Summit Spartans.
2: Yeah, they started out in that wing T look, and then the quarterback makes like that shift, shift call, and then everyone spreads out. They lined up in that kind of like that single back, that eye back look, and they ran it there. I don't like that play call at all for Hendersonville, and that's going to cost them, and they're going to have to punt here.
1: Yeah, it was Mack on the carry, didn't get it. Brady Pierce back at the 45 to get it. It's gonna be an end over end kick to Pierce, and he's down.
2: I mean, that, that's just another sign of how Brady Pierce is so tough. 99% of players probably would have fair caught that. He had a guy right in his face, and he was met right when he caught the ball. That was that was a gutsy catch. 32nd commercial break. We'll come back. 535 left in the
4: first. 0-0. <laughs> at murray regional medical center we know being at home is always your first choice our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care progress monitoring and reporting to your doctors whether you need nursing care rehabilitation services home health aids or disease management murray regionals home services offers the care you need Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman Counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600.
1: Welcome back in. 535 left in the first quarter. Summit with their possession, the second one. Zero to zero is the score. Keaton Wade will get it and he goes down. The penetration off the side and could not get anything there.
2: Yeah, you had uh, the right guard, Cooper Cook, pulling to the left side that time, trying to find a hole, but, uh, you know, decent defensive stand right there for the uh the commandos and you know coleman's going to continue to try to run this football because you know so far for the most part it's been pretty successful
1: seven plays 67 yards no points ended up on the one inch line wade was short wade's going to throw it and austin harvey dropped it and almost intercepted harvey let it hit his hands and went out of bounds luckily the defender Number 10, Ellis Ellis was standing out of bounds.
2: Yeah, Ellis Ellis, uh, he is not happy with that call at all. Still complaining. I couldn't see it from here. I do know that he caught the ball. And, of course, in high school, you only need one foot in. So maybe the Spartans dodged a bullet there. But uh, Ellis is not happy about that because he feels like he made a play.
1: Four fifty-one. The offense has really done, well, not much since about the first five plays third and 11 you can hear the home crowd getting up on their feet and Keaton Wade is open and if he hits him he got him off the wheel route to the 30 25 20 20 10 5 it's a touchdown Destin Wade to Keaton Wade
2: Yeah, and that goes back to what you and I were talking about at the beginning. This Spartan offense is looking for a mismatch. Who's going to guard Keaton Wade if they so be bold to put a linebacker on Keaton Wade? That's going to be open all night. And here's something we haven't seen this year that we might see more than just right now tonight, and that is Keaton Wade catching, not running, but catching touchdowns.
1: Keaton Wade, Matt, has been a dominant player in this first quarter for sure, running the football ball and catching it the extra point is ryan crane and it's good 438 in the first quarter 7 for Summit 0 for Hendersonville
2: and you know what Coleman's doing right now I mean if I was in his head he's looking over at the other head coach winking at him saying gotcha that's a gotcha play right there something that nobody can prepare for because that's something Summit hasn't done and something we haven't haven't seen so that's the film room when these coaches get together and they look at this defense they look at their personnel and what they can do that's a gotcha play and now if if I'm Hendersonville I'm like uh well how do we defend that because you can tell uh, Destin Wade four I'm sorry three rushes for only three yards which tells me this defense is king on the run for number one they're trying to stop it and so far they've done a good job but of course you know what just happened
1: we said Destin Wade has over 100 yards rushing per game, so it's it's uh, actually closer to 200. In uh, the team is 300, but you got to de- you got to pick your poison with this team if you want to defend Brady Pierce on the jet sweeps. You want to defend whoever on these sweeps. Um, We'll see, but 4.38 left in the first quarter. And Summit now, Matt, as we, we'll stay here and go, go to a couple commercials on the next break. Seven zeros to score. Summit scores on the second possession. Got to the one-inch line, couldn't get it in. You like the way the offense is moving. Now we're going to see Hendersonville play outside, I would think, the red zone, not be backed up at the 1 or 10 and move it out to where you see a little bit more of this Hendersonville offense?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the surprising... I guess I'm not too surprised, but I would say the surprising thing for me is how easily... Summit's able to move the ball early on because, to your point, would you say six guys going both ways on Seven. Hendersonville? Seven. guys going both ways on Hendersonville. You know, argumentatively speaking, if Summit can do this in the first quarter, you gotta assume they can do it in the second half and in the fourth quarter because the Hendersonville's not gonna be more fresh on defense than they are right now. It's only gonna go downhill for them from here, which is, you know, probably gonna see a lot more rushing yards for Summit in the second half. Argumentatively, you, the, you can make that argument.
1: The storyline right now, as we look towards the sideline in number seven, and that's Keaton Wade. He is with the doctor. He is getting something retaped. I believe it's his right ankle. We can't see here. That's the storyline. If you, we get the report, and we'll try to get Justin Lamb as well. Uh, Keaton Wade does not have his helmet on, and he is being something is being retaped, and they're kind of hiding it from most people for Wade, so we'll see if he comes back on defense, I would assume it's going to take a lot to keep keeping Wade out of this game, as we get the kicker uh, for the Summit Spartans, Travis Arrington, the junior, will kick it, and back to receive uh, for the Commandos will be Ellis, Ellis, and also Wharton.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can guarantee you this is something that the Commandos have talked about Let's not give up any big plays. And so far, they've given up three, one being a touchdown. This is not how they wanted to start, that's for sure.
1: And it's kicked uh, to the up man, Condos, and he goes out to about the 38-yard line. So that's where the defense will come on, and we'll see if we can find him. No, Keaton Wade is still – yes, he is coming out. So Keaton Wade is the last player on the field and will return.
2: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to try to get a word from Justin Lamb on why he was getting retaped. I don't know if something came loose or whatever, but either way, it don't matter. Number seven's back on the field. You can exhale now.
1: You can. And then running back here will be Mack, will be the back four in this wing tee look. And as they spread it out, got one off the hip and Manning... We'll hand it up the middle, and a hard run, and still a hard run, two missed tackles, three missed tackles, and he is gone. And that is Mac with score with a 61-yard touchdown run.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, everybody got faked out on that one, and that's what this offense does. They want to run misdirections, fake handoffs, and, I mean, the thing with with this power pitch wing T, it's not so much – they're reading the defense. They know pretty much before what they're going to do. It's about confusion, misdirection, and that time it really paid off for them.
1: One play, and we've seen this happen against Houston in round number one for Summit. And it didn't take one play. It took them a couple of plays. The extra point is... Good by So we will take a commercial break. 419 in the first. Seven to seven to score.
6: At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high
0: schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977.
1: The kickoff from the Commandos will be down to McNeely. McNeely will pick it up at the 27 for Summit and go out to the 31-yard line. So, after Hendersonville answers Summit's score, it's 7-7, four fifteen left in the first.
2: Yeah, Torn Baker, man, that was a 61-yard rush by him, man, and he was so quick, man. He took off.
1: And- Keaton Wade will get the handoff up the middle, and he'll go for about one, maybe two.
2: Yeah, I mean, mean, they're giving uh, Hendersonville a little bit of momentum here, obviously, with that touchdown. And, I mean, you just – you're waiting for that another big play to spark here as Coleman continues to run the offense he wants to run. He's looking for that read zone. He's going to run the counter and just continue to see where he matches up well against this man cover one defense
1: seven to sevens the score second down and eight on the 33 yard line summit with the football third possession of the game wade's gonna throw it after the fake to keaton wade he's got pierce open he's got pierce and overthrow him He overthrew him, Pierce split the defense, and was wide open, and it's going to be third down.
2: Yeah, and that time, because after that run from Torn Baker, who also plays that free safety, they put in the sophomore, number five, Will Riley, and man, that is just an all-day matchup for Brady Pierce. He got behind him easily, and just unfortunately Wade overthrew him. He was wide open. You get—I mean, the Epley, they are going to come back to that because, I mean, that passing game just looks automatic all day. I don't think Hendersonville can run man against this offense if they're going to, you know, keep throwing the ball.
1: Third down and eight from the 33-yard line, and Summit needs this first down to keep the drive going. It'll be their first three and out of the night, and we got a whistle from the back judge, and we'll see what the call is going to be.
2: I don't think it would be a delay, would it?
1: It is. Delay a game on It didn't feel like Summit. one. That's
2: weird. Well, that's going to hurt because now it's going to be about third and 13, so they got to go to the air. We've seen stranger things before, right, Epley?
1: Yep, 326 <laughs> left in the first quarter, and now Summit is third and 13. On the 28, so... Where you would assume this is a passing down here. Everybody up. He got two safeties back for and Wade's gonna look. Wade's got some players open and Harvey, he dropped it again. Hit him right in the hands and Harvey dropped it again. And he's down on the ground, but that hit him right in the five.
2: Yeah, that hurt him too. And, and the unfortunate thing for Austin Harvey, man, is there's been so many times this year that he's been wide open and just overlooked in this offensive passing game. And unfortunately tonight, the two shots he's had, he's dropped. And it's just it's, it's a sad thing to see because he's worked so hard this season and he's been open more often than not. And that time he had an opportunity to come down with a huge first down play and he just couldn't hang on. Brady Pierce, will punt.
1: And who's back there to receive, your guy?
2: Oh, yeah. That is uh, the guy that broke the touchdown, number 25, Torn Baker. He is quick.
1: And Pierce will stand at about the 12-yard line, and Baker's on the 36. Brady Pierce has done very well kicking the football, or should I say punting the football this year for Summit. You got six seconds before the play clock and they're gonna Ooh. rush him end over end. What a great it away, punt away from Baker and picks it up and just falls down. That was a great punt. Falls down at the thirty-eight yard line. So we'll see about the TV here.
2: It was a great punt because he had two guys in his face. I don't want to say almost blocked, but he had two guys come in his face, and it was just that low beamer end over end punt that didn't really give Baker a chance to return that ball, and that's why it was a good punt, so uh, here we go.
1: So, starting on the 38-yard line, last possession, Hendersonville gets their third possession on the 37. It only took one play for Hendersonville to pop it open, first and 10, and they're going to throw it. he has got all day, but in nice coverage as Brady Pierce comes up, I believe Jacob Turner with Pierce, and they find the tight end Boosie, on the play.
2: Yeah, and yeah, head coach of uh, Hendersonville Beasley—that's James Beasley. He looks like he's trying to catch Summit off guard a little bit, passing it a little bit more than he's used to, especially after breaking a 61-yarder for a touchdown last time. That's that's a surprise that he's trying to throw the ball.
1: 37 first quarter semifinal game. Gonna throw it again out to the outside and complete. John Dippo will make the tackle on. Wharton and he's about a yard short.
2: Yeah, he's gonna come up a little bit short there, and you know you gotta think right here, he, he's gonna he's gonna run that ball. What what's happening now is is summits backing off their receivers a little bit. So it opens up those hitches, it, it opens up those those quick curl routes, and and that's what you're doing. They're they're not gonna pop any big plays, but what they are gonna do is they're gonna be able to chop it up, march it up to the field a little bit, and now you got third and one.
1: Third and one, what were they do? They're gonna hand it to the up back and they got it and the up man just plows four and I believe it was yeah give it to Baker I believe
2: yep they're running that uh, right, right up the gut it was uh, very similar to that one that, that broke for the touchdown before this time all he needed was one and that's all he was thinking and it's first down for the uh, the Commodores or the was, Commandos. sorry
1: Call actually got the first down there for the Commandos and throws it out to the outside in the pursuit of the screen pass, going nowhere from the 49-yard line and bring up second and ten.
2: Yeah, and Summits in a great position to defend those quick wide receiver screens. They got they got help close up because they're they're playing that close man coverage, and then they got those safeties right behind them. So I don't think. That the commandos are going to go back to that quick screen too much anymore because it is not in the. It's not going to work tonight.
1: The so Baker caught that one. They're going to give him the yard. and they're going to run him on a fly switch to the left. It's second and nine. Baker's got some open open space. He gets another first down. Down to the thirty nine yard line for Summit.
2: Yeah, and uh, th- I mean that's the fly sweep that uh, that Coleman and the Spartans love to run. You get that guy, you put him in motion, get him running downhill full speed, give him it to him quick, and as long as your left tackle can seal that edge and get that reach block, it should go for some positive yards. And unfortunately for the Spartans, uh, it did, and that's another Hendersonville first down.
1: Forty-five seconds left in the first quarter. Seven to seven, the score. Commandos looking pretty good in the first quarter versus Spartans, and man, going to throw it. In no pressure. And now he gets pressured. And, oh, and he throws it. And he's outside of it. Let's to to see. And they're going to say no flag. Nice pressure there on the outside by number 11, Finley Jamison. And the flag comes out late.
2: I'm a little surprised by that flag, to be honest with you, Epley. I thought Manning did a great job right there getting outside of the pocket. He was about to get the sack, and he got rid of it. But, uh, unfortunately, for the for the uh, commandos there. It looks like it's going to be a grounding call. Uh, And that's a big penalty because you lose the down and the yardage. And this is the spark that Summit needed on this drive because momentum has really shifted uh, towards Hendersonville's direction so now that backs them up behind the 50 yard line you got second and a mile you gotta think that they're gonna try some sort of pass play maybe some crossing routes over the middle Uh, but I'd be shocked if they tried to run the ball here but I've been shocked before right Epley
1: I think every team, some of its plays, had the
2: momentum in the first half. You you say that every week, and you, will, you are right. Every time you say it. So, we'll see what happens. And they run the ball. And here they go. With Baker <laughs> off the, from
1: the 47, he goes to the 48, maybe the 49. And that was second and 24, so it's going to bring up third and –
2: 23. Yeah, third third and a, and a mile remains, and you know, Summit is, uh, is dialed in now with this defense, this 3-4 defense. John Sloan usually getting double-teamed, triple-teamed every single play, and right there he does again.
1: And that's the end of one. Seven to seven's the score. We got three more left, and the winner will punch the ticket to the state championship. It'll be third and 23 on the 48 for Hendersonville when we come back after these messages.
7: Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
8: Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
4: Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in.
1: The semifinals, 6A football. Summit 7, Hendersonville 7. The winner will play The winner of Maryville and Oakland. So Oakland leads 17-14 in a big game. Number one versus number two. We got three versus seven here. That's a nail-biter, huh? Hendersonville's come out swinging. And we'll see how long they can hold on. Can they run it to the fourth quarter? No one's been able to do it this year versus Summit. We got three more to go. And right now when we step back up to the plate here, not literally on the football field, let's call it the gridiron, but it'll be third and 23 on the 48. So this is the third possession for Hendersonville. Six plays to start the first drive, got it on the one, couldn't really get anything going, one first down, punt it. It's the second drive for Hendersonville, bang, one play, 162 yards, and then they're coming back with a more methodical drive here, passing and running, it looks like, unless something – Unless the commandos get really (laughs) close, they might go for it, but I could say... Summit may get it back.
2: Yeah, and you know, just digging a little deeper here. I know you've said, you know, Summit usually gives the momentum to the other team early on. I think tonight's different because they're so, no, I'm different, stay with me. Because the the Commandos have so many guys going both ways. You know, Summit needs to put two or three touchdown lead here early so they can just wear them out. If it's tight on the second part, I mean, that's a perfect scenario for Hendersonville. Just saying. Trying to play a little devil advocate here at well, here
1: Blake. we go Manning is the quarterback in the shotgun for the commandos the pressure up the middle by Keaton Wade has got to throw it into the outside complete spun out of bound was Ellis Ellis he needed all the way to the I'm going to say it's going to be close Nope. fourth down on the forty. Oh, I'm sorry, check that, that's 12 yards short I'm looking at another marker, it's hard to see out of the visiting side
2: Hey, I would think they're going to punt here, Eppley. But I don't see the punt team coming on the field I mean, it's 4th and 12, and they're huddling up I, they're going for it. I, I think they figure what's the difference between giving the wades and Summit the ball at the 10 yard line or the 40 yard line. And so, here it is. wow.
1: Fourth and 12 to start the second quarter, and it will be snap. Pressure up the middle. Get him. Up the middle by number 55, and the play is made and knocked away.
2: But Johnny Sloan had the pressure. Big Johnny Sloan, baby. Finally. I see him get off a double team, a triple team. He's been getting that all year and finally he breaks three when they needed him the most he had him if he would have held on to that if Manny would have held on to that car that football for one more second big johnny sloan jr would have took him down and now, i mean he made the play right there that was a great defensive stand
1: that's what he called johnny sloan he was a trucking. he was a trucking
2: after <laughs> oh yeah now he's on the side already getting oxygen just kidding
1: hey good,
2: that would have nice been me question. when i played <laughs> nice pressure
1: up the middle, and now in the 40-yard line of Summit. Summit will get the football 7-7 is the score 11-43 in the second. We'll hand to Brady Pierce, tries to get the outside, cranks it back in for two yards.
2: Yeah, the interesting thing, I mean, you got Brady Pierce going both ways, and you got Keaton Wade going both ways, and uh, the, the the interesting thing is, Coleman's going to be methodical about his Keaton Wade touches because he knows that Wade's going both ways on defense, so he might want to space it out a little bit just to give him a breather
1: second down and eight on the 42 summit will break with the gun and harvey brady pierce will be to the left the wingman would be i believe brandon king but here comes pierce back in the backfield offset eye formation out of a pistol look. Keaton Wade will fake it in and here goes oh Keaton God. Wade. Cuts one, breaks down two, and just gingerly walks out of bounds. Kind of like a stroll in the park. Keaton Wade will come across midfield and all the way down to the 33 in commando territory.
2: Our fans in Kentucky are going to love this shout out. You got to give that run to number 6-7, Cooper Cook. Driving his guy down the field about 20 yards, pancakes him, stands Up, brushes off his own belly, kind of salutes the crowd and says, You're welcome. That was an awesome block by the three year starter at right guard. Now, Two receivers to the right. Wade's going to
1: follow Keaton. Keaton blocks one, hits two. Keaton Ford, the quarterback, and Wade is still going. Wade's down inside the 10 to the 5.
2: And that is a statement right there. I wish y'all could see he's these hurt. offensive linemen. He's hurt. Oh, yeah, he's hurt. I mean, he's I heard right. that up here. That hurt me. Uh, You know, just getting trucking him like that, I mean, holy smoke, so much power behind that. But again, going back to the offensive line, you got guards on linebackers, you got guys getting up to the second and third level, I mean, let alone the great athletes that they have in the Wade bros, but this offensive line is paving the way for success tonight, and it's just tough, hard football, Epley, I love it.
1: So... Wade follows Keaton. Destin Wade runs for 30 yards. It's going to be first and goal on the three. Ten minutes and 20 seconds left until halftime. I will tell you this. Keaton got off one and literally pancaked the second guy. The second guy is on the sideline. So we'll see what the Spartans would do. Couldn't get it in the first time. But number one will roll over. Do they give it to him? Do they give it to him? Do they give it to they him? They don't. And he will not get it. He's just about a half yard short.
2: The last time for that first drive, I think they did stop him. That time I think he got in, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the referee spotted it. They're gonna spot it literally six inches short. So I'm thinking we're gonna see something similar to that right now. Either a read zone or a quarterback sneak.
1: So Wade will wait and go under the center for one of the first times this year. Wade's just going to try to fall forward. Keaton Wade pushes him. Keaton Wade is the old Reggie Bush push from the USC. What and, are
2: they waiting for? And... it was in by a mile.
1: And...
2: He's in. Destin
3: Wade will score.
2: The suspense was killing me, Epley. Your normal quarterback sneak right up the gut, and I don't know what the delay was because I saw it from here. I mean, I saw the only thing that didn't cross the goal line were his shoelaces. The other six foot, two and a half inches of him was in the end zone. So either way, that's another six for the Spartans. Ryan
1: Crane on for the extra point. The snap is good. The kick. It's money! to Summit back up by 7, 9.22, left until halftime. We'll be back on 101.7.
9: Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard, in Columbia, call us today at 931-381-BOLD or visit us at 10 pencom 10pin Tenpen Alley, it's where the good times roll.
10: Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy.
0: Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Welcome back in. 14-7 the score. 9-22 left until halftime. What more do I need to say? It's the semifinals in Hendersonville. 28 degrees. You can hear the pads popping. As Hendersonville answered once, can they answer again? Summit's about to kick it to them. Matt Rogers will join us, and Matt, it's been a good one so
2: far. Oh, it's been a fantastic one so far. I appreciate the toughness of this football game, and you're going to get that usually with any two 6A teams that are in the semis, but tonight is not letting us down or disappointing, and like you said, 28 degrees. Make no mistake, man, those pops, they freaking sting out there, and Hendersonville, uh, Hendersonville caught the raw end of a couple of those pops on that last drive.
1: One stat I want to mention only 8 turnovers on the years for Summit. That's big in these games could could come down to a one possession game. Manning will squib it up, and it will bounce off the right foot nice. of number 44 Condos, and that's where he's going to fall down at the 30-yard line, so it will be Hendersonville's fourth possession of the game.
2: Yeah, and I can't emphasize enough what a big drive this is for Hendersonville, because this is usually where the game goes one of two ways. Either the other team scores and keeps it a football game, and like you said, it helps the other team stay in it in the first half for Summit, or we've seen half the other teams go in the other the direction and when they don't score here that's usually when the wheels fall off and summit runs away with it and when you have that running clock in the second half
1: here we go manning a quarterback and we'll hand out to the right side turner oh, oh my
2: what God. a big
1: lick in the middle and i believe it is number 11 thinly jameson comes up and tattoos number 25 baker
2: Who says 5'10", 170 pounds, can't lay the freaking hat? How about Jamison right there coming downhill up the middle and tattooing the running back who broke for 61 yards just a couple plays ago. This is a statement game for Summit, and Jamison came to make his mark. That was awesome.
1: 8.45 left, second down and eight. You're going to hand it off, and that's Ellis Ellis. Jamison on the tackle. He's going to be short by two yards to the 37.
2: Jamison's just the guy you want in. In your corner. Like if if you said Epley, hey Rogers, we're going to a street fight. I'm taking Keaton. I'm taking I'm taking Brady, Pierce, and I'm taking Finley Jamison. Those are the two guys I want backing me up if I get in that back dark alley fight, man. Those kids are tough. Jamison's in on every tackle.
1: Third and two. 8-14 left in the second. Gonna switch formations. Bring Busey down the line. And we got a whistle before the snap. Looked like they were going to give it to Ellis. Ellis uh, will wait.
2: Can I hey, can I make another point about Finley Jamison here, Epley? Middle linebacker. No, no sleeves. No Under Armour stuff keeping him ward. The kids straight raw, just out there. Cold, not a factor. I like that stuff. I don't know what the call was, but they did back up... Uh, they okay, backed up Hendersonville another five yards. So now it's looking at about third and a third and eight, huh?
1: Yep, close to eight yards. This is about seven and a half. Seven fifty-five. Left it to halftime. Gonna hand it off up the middle. We got another whistle. Hmm. It gets loud and they were gonna give it to the fullback.
2: I don't Coming know if in. that last call was it was a, it was either a formation or a false start. I think it was a formation, and you're going to get that a lot with with this type of offense. But now that one's going against Summit, so back to where we started.
1: Okay. I think they're going to say offsides there. So back to third and two, trying to snap the play or trying to snap the ball for the last two plays. Now it's third and two. You're probably going to have to punt it if you don't get it if you're Hendersonville. Down seven to Summit. Going to hand it off up the middle. And a nice tackle. And I don't know. Brady Brady Pierce Pierce. came up from the safety spot and hit close. And they're going to give it to him.
2: Still, nonetheless, that was a great pop by Pierce. And like I said, man, you go into one of those back alley fights, you're going to want Pierce. You're going to want Jamison. They came to just make that statement And I, I love man It's like I said man Everything he does is tough The way he tackles The way he runs The way he catches Everything And that, that was a good pop But unfortunately It was still a first down for the uh, commandos
1: two receivers to the left one to the right going to try to spread it out Baker up the middle Baker's got some speed Keaton Wade's got to wrap him down from behind It's first and ten on the 41 and he goes for 14 yards
2: yeah and this is uh, boating very very well for the commandos this is what they want to do they want to juice this clock and go into halftime with obviously as close a score as they can get to keep their players in the game to keep this crowd in the game to keep their morale and and their faith that they they can win this game up and so far they're able to move the football a little bit on this defense
1: here we go everybody in and manning's gonna go looks to be under center and he will go under center he's gonna hand it off to the wing back up to the left side and once again finley jameson who's made a lot of the tackles makes another tackle and i believe that was on baker
2: yeah, and you, you, those three down linemen, Smith, Reed, Sloan, I mean, they got such a big order tonight to get pressure and get movement up front. And th- it's just, it's not there consistently. They're not able to break into that gap defense like they want to do. And they're getting pushed off the ball a little bit, and that's why Hendersonville able to move it.
1: 14-7 and give Baker three yards. Manning's going to throw it. Manning's waiting. Manning's pressured by, by who else? Oh. Feeling champion. Balls on the ground! Balls on the ground! Finley Jamison got the sack, put the
2: ball in, has it. Take him to a knife fight in a back alley. That's Finley Jamison sneaking through in that gap defense, chasing him down and making Manning do something he doesn't do too often, and that's cough up that football. Huge play for this Spartan defense. And now, like we said, Epley, if Summit scores here, this is typically when the wheels fall off for the other team.
1: Finley Jamison has made tackle after tackle after tackle tonight, and everybody's congratulating him on the sidelines. Just flip it. 14 to 7's the score. Summit leads. First and 10 on the 45 of Summit. The throw complete to Brady Pierce. It's down, but he picks it up before it hits the ground. Gain of six.
2: Pierce laying licks on defense, catching balls, running balls on offense. I mean, that kid is, like I said, man, the man of steel right there. Just a quick little rollout pass, and you got Wade rolling to the right, you got uh, Pierce coming over the middle and that was a nice little gain of six right there.
1: And going off the right hash going away from the concession, if you've been here at Hendersonville three wide receivers to the left one to the right, the right is Tanner Shake covered by Warden, the best corner they have Wade up the middle, Wade dodges one Wade dodges two, Wade is behind Shake here comes Wade, there goes Wade Wade to the pylon, did it get in? No no, he's a yard short
2: A yard short, Ellis Ellis chasing him down. And it looked like on that one, Hendersonville ran some sort of 3-3 stack maybe look. Uh, They had three down linemen, three linebackers, and that is not going to work against Coleman's offense. A beautiful read zone play. Wade keeps it up the middle, and he had daylight. And again, this is what we talked about. Going into the second half, you got Ellis Ellis running the football and Ellis Ellis running 70 yards to make tackles. That's going to really weigh on you in the second half, man.
1: So at the one-yard line on the right hash, Summit trying to go up two touchdowns. Destin Wade will follow Keaton Wade. Destin Wade rolls in, and Destin Wade will score. Oh, yeah. TD for the Summit Spartans.
2: And you can feel the life being sucked out of the Commando sideline. They're fans, and this is exactly what Summit wants, what Summit has done, and what Summit looks like they're going to do again tonight. Big plays, grinding it out. I mean, that was just just a a great two minutes for summit on defense and then coming back to offense and now is when i mean look at for about just under five minutes here if hendersonville cannot put points on the board it uh might be a running clock in the second half
1: we got a false start on the extra point it's 20 to 7 452 left until halftime you need these extra points a critical Uh, You don't know if this game's going to come down to it, but I I could guarantee you one game should for Summit, either in this game or if Summit goes on to win in the uh, championship game. So Crane's going to have to set it up, and this will be a 25-yard extra point after the penalty snaps good. And, whoa, did he miss it? And then Brady Pierce catch it. Uh, I think I don't know if he whiffed. The ball went in the air. Pierce took off running, and it's going to be short. That is big. Four fifty-two left. We'll be back and give you an update on the other game, Maribel Oakland. You're listening to one hundred one point seven FM.
10: For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive.
1: Welcome back in 101.7 Front Porch Radio TN.com. We have an update from the uh, teams playing on the east side. It's in the fourth quarter. Oakland has now pulled out to a 24 14 lead over Maryville. So Oakland has got a 10 point lead on the road at Maryville. So Oakland might be the first team to punch the ticket, and we'll see what happens. We'll go back to this game. This we got a 27 game after dominating. Uh, Offensive possession, Matt, three plays, 55-yard touchdown drive led by Destin Wade, or should I say Wade, running the ball and then scoring at the end from one yard.
2: Yeah, and then even going back to the play that got him the football, Finley Jamison on defense coming up with a big, rare turnover for this Hendersonville offense, which set up that touchdown. And and again, uh, you know, th- th- for this drive, I, I think it's, it's do or die pretty much for Hendersonville. I know that most people would say, yeah, come on, Rogers, It's a little bit early in the game. There's a lot of football left. But, yeah, you know, this is like my 20th. 25th summit game that I've watched, and I've just I've seen it too many times. It's like when, when somebody shows you who they are, you believe them, and Summit's shown me who they are, and typically when they got a two or three touchdown lead, I haven't seen anybody being able to come back and make it even a close game again. So if again, if Hendersonville does not get points on this drive, at least three. If they can go in at halftime, 20 to 10, getting the ball back, they at least got a pulse. But if they don't get anything, here all you need is 45 seconds and the Spartans can score
1: well bullet kick to the up man from Arrington and once again that's you gotta like the energy gets all the way out to the 50.
2: Yeah it was a good solid run right there I mean he picked up the ball right around the 30 35 yard line and got hit right around the 40 and was able to carry a group of guys all the way to the 50 yard line and uh that was just a good return right there so this is good for Hendersonville starting at midfield to see if they can uh, put some points on the board before uh And before the full-on life support system starts kicking in, you know what I'm saying? 20-7 to
1: the score. Hendersonville at the 50 to start their fifth possession of the game. Remember, this is about where Hendersonville's drive stalled on the last possession as Jamison made the sack, stripped the ball, Summit recovered. So here we go. They're going to move the offense a little bit for the commandos. And they're going to hand off to Ellis. Ellis right side, he jumps one man hurdles over to the 45yard line
2: yeah and they're running that misdirection sometimes they're gonna fake that veer up the front sometimes they're gonna turn it around and and give it to that guy it's not necessarily a toss to the left Epley, but he comes in motion uh, around Ellis and then he gives him the handoff so it's it you know he tries to seal the edge and right there you got five yards
1: so Ellis Ellis was late to get up and they blew the whistle they might make him go off the field. And he is for that whistle because they thought he was hurt, but he tried to motion him off. They said, "No, no, 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 no! You can't do that."
2: Yeah, so it gets. I was gonna say it gets dangerous when you jump up in the air like that and get hit, especially in this cold weather.
1: Four seventeen left until halftime. Twenty to seven is the score. It's loud. Trust me. Hands off up the middle. You and running hard is Baker. It's he's to the about the 41. It's gonna be third and one.
2: Yeah, ground and pound off that right hand side. They're gonna just run that power to the right. And that's all they're looking for, to be honest with you, Eppley. If they get the big play and they break away like they did on that first uh in the in the first quarter, great. But Hendersonville's looking to get four, five, six yards every carry and just grind this game out and juice this clock. They
1: gave him the first down. So it'll be on actually the 40. They had it marked at the 41, but next play is going to go right up the middle and that's no nothing doing is who else Finley Jameson. On Garnian and makes the tackle.
2: Yeah, and you could tell Finley Jamison watched a lot of film this week because he's got so many. They're, they're running this gap, uh, this gap defense up front. So those defensive linemen are filling gaps, but Jamison's got to read. Is he giving it up the middle for that quick veer or is he going to give that toss again to the outside? So Jamison, man, he really sniffed that one out. Good job by him.
1: Two yards. Second down. And eight. On the 38 of Summit, Hendersonville with the football. Going to hand it to Ellis Ellis, same play, and nothing. He's tackled, that's by Brady Hendricks on the outside as well, it's... Finley
3: Jamison.
2: Same play, same formation, same motion, different handoff. Last time they gave up that quick veer right up the middle. This time they gave it around the edge. That's why Finley Jamison's position is so key tonight. He's got to make the right read because if he doesn't, he's the one guy that's going to make or break this defense tonight. And so far, seven points, he's making it.
1: Starting the long seven, it's a double handoff and they're going to oh. run at Keaton and Jacob Turner has to bring the back down but not before the first down a big run is that we saw Summit run that a lot last year and it will be Baker
2: and you heard me as you were talking calling that play I went oh and that was because Jameson got in there to stop him short and the guy just got away from him the shoestring tackle didn't pay off for him that time and unfortunately it's another first down for the Commandos
1: inside two minutes left until halftime Gonna spread one receiver out and Aiden Bird will go with that. Let's check that Phelps will go. The hands off. Up the middle, not much doing inside. Jacob Turner is the other middle linebacker with the tackle.
2: Yeah, same thing again, that wing T, power pitch, whatever you call it. And that time, they just gave it up the middle. And that's what they're going to do, Epley. They're either going to give that quick handoff up the middle or that guy coming around the end, they're going to give the handoff to the outside. And, um, you know, you just, Jamison more so has to read the blocks up front opposed to who he's handing it off because the blocks will tell you everything.
1: Second down and six on the 23. They're going to hand to Baker off the right side. And no call as Baker sprints to the left side. And he's going to be inside the red zone. Uh, going to mark him down at the 12.
2: Yeah, and these Summit uh, fans are not happy. They think that should have been a holding call on that one. And I don't know if I necessarily disagree with them. But unfortunately, it's going to be a first down. And uh, they could still get a first down. It's first on like the 10 and a half. So they could still get a first down before a touchdown.
1: Here we go. 20-7 to 7 is the score. Hendersonville at the 10 we'll hand it to the up man and nothing and finley jameson makes the tackle on baker gain a two i mean
2: god i cannot overestimate enough how good that is because i'm even up in the booth and i can see everything and i'm still getting lost a little bit on these handoffs
1: the clock is moving it's at the 7:55 seconds it keeps going 13-point lead for Summit. So now what's Hendersonville doing is 45 seconds. Now they're up to the line. They're going to hand it off. Nothing. Maddox Reed grabbed him by the ankle. He's going nowhere. The clock is ticking. 37-36, one-yard game for Baker. 34 seconds still going.
2: Why is Hendersonville not calling a timeout? It looks like they, they finally did there, but, I mean, that, that – I think the coach dropped the ball a little bit there, man. He he could have had about another five to seven seconds. I don't know what he was thinking about, but nonetheless, what they tried to do there is they tried to oversell that handoff up the middle. Quarterback tried to keep it for the outside option, and, uh, you know, Summit sniffed that one out quick-like.
1: So 30 seconds, Matt. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate it. 101.7 Front Porch Radio TN.com. I'm Mike Eppley on the call with Matt Rogers, as always. And we are covering the Summit Spartans versus the Hendersonville Commandos. This is the semifinal game. Two regions beaten up. The winner will play in Chattanooga Saturday night since it's a 6A game. Matt set, set it up. It's the third and four on the five-yard line. You mentioned inside the one you could get a first down. You got 30 seconds. If you're Hendersonville, what is – summit looking to do here on th- the third down play
2: summit's looking to uh, <laughs> Summit's looking to probably pinch those gaps play that gap defense and really play a tight man if for some reason they run that shift get those receivers to the outside then you're going to see summit go to some sort of man defense because they don't they don't think that uh, hendersonville can pass the ball too well on them
1: so here we go a break the huddle bakers the tailback Manny's the quarterback, 34 on the five. Gonna hand it off. No! No! He's scrolled by Keith Wade and Maddox Reed!
9: Oh!
2: Yeah, great play by Keaton Wade, terrible play call by Hendersonville. I'll tell you right now, I mean, I think they had an okay formation. And if you're going to show a pass formation, why don't you just run the quick slant? Why don't you run the hitch? Why don't you make Summit, you know, put a, Summit in a position to make a play? But that time, I mean, they they ran the worst thing possible, run right at Keaton Wade. We'll keep it here. And we're, before we
1: go to halftime, two seconds left. Hendersonville calls the timeout, fourth and four. On the five-yard line. They're going to elect to kick the field goal. You said they needed something. Yes. Well, they might get something out of this.
2: Yeah, I think it's a smart call. I mean, you yep. definitely kick the field goal because now it gives your team belief. It gives it gives them belief that they could say, listen.
1: But I, let me play let me, this on you. Everybody yeah. listening goes, well, this team's in the semifinal game. So why do you say believe? Do they not believe?
2: Are you talking about Hendersonville? Yeah. I mean, it's high school football. I've played high school football. I've coached high school football. It's it's different. If this was NFL or college, it's a different mindset. you got to constantly, especially, I mean, let's just call it what it is, especially nowadays. I mean, this is a different generation than when I played 20 years ago. I mean, kids, it's tough to lead kids nowadays than it is before. I mean, they're so distracted, and you know, when you see a team like Summit completely dominant year over year, it's really easy to give up when you see, you know, what what they've done, and you know, I don't know, I don't coach Hendersonville, but still, the high school mentality, if... You go in down by two touchdowns like everybody else. You start to, It starts to weigh on you a little bit, but 2010 is a different everything. ball game. They're,
3: go, they're going for it. They're
2: I think going. this is a bad move for Hendersonville. They're
3: going for it. And if you miss here,
1: 20 it's just seven. a big gamble. Fourth and six, and they're going to throw it. The pass it ends up, Intercepted. 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 Let's go. Aiden Bird! And that's halftime. I they, just. Says they tried the halfback pass. Aiden Bird intercepted it.
2: Yeah, great. Look at, no, taking nothing away from Aiden Bird and the Summit Spartans. And we're standing next to the coaches in the booth, and they're screaming, high fiving, chest bumping, everything. They stopped that potential trick play. But again, going back to Hendersonville, I think it's just foolish. I mean, I get it. You're trying to make or break everything's on the line. There is a difference in momentum if you score there but just look at i'm all about risk versus reward and for me i can coach a 20 to 10 halftime motivational speech i don't know how you coach this now because now hendersonville has no answer for summit and it's going to be really hard to get that team to rally around to make them believe they can win you can make them believe if it's twenty to ten, and you, you score right before halftime, and you get the ball, because then you're talking about, hey, we score here, it's you know we score here, it's back to a one possession football game, and who knows what happens back then. But now, I mean, look at the wheels have officially come off. That could not have ended any worse for Hendersonville. Uh, I just I don't like that call.
1: We'll take it to halftime, twenty to seven. Give us three minutes. We might have a final, and it got maybe a little bit closer. So we might have the other team out there. We'll be back after these messages.
4: amc roofing leaking roof missing shingles amc roofing has you covered locally owned and operated we specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance we are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems and we also handle siding repairs amc roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed there is no job too small but when you're ready we also provide full roof replacements call or text today for a free estimate amc roofing your local roof repair specialist call Andrew Costa today,
0: 931-626-0492. The Summit Spartans play on WKON. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Welcome back in. We're at halftime. Why not? 20 to 7's the score. Summit leads Hendersonville. Hendersonville on a fourth and four from the five yard line decides a half back pass it's intercepted by aiden bird so that's what you have here and as we do have an update we appreciate all the people texting us and giving us the updates uh west clayton those guys back back at uh studio or at their house but we do have a final and one ticket has been punched and it is oakland so Oakland will be the first team in six A undefeated. Knew it would be a dogfight versus Maryville. We talked about this. Maryville really doesn't lose at home. That just tells you how good this Oakland team is. Some people believe Oakland is a top ten team in the country. But before we get there, we you got to wait on the other team. Will it be Hendersonville? Lost three games to Oakland, Ravenwood, and Baylor, or would it be an undefeated Summit team, which everybody wants to see since last year? What if Summit played Oakland? Who knows? We have the 5A champion and the 6A champion. What if Summit can win out? This anticipated matchup is two quarters away from literally colliding in Chattanooga. And I will tell you this, covered the sport for a while. It's probably the most anticipated matchup in a long, long time because you got a team that says, hey, we're the big dog. Maybe get comparison to high school or college, Michigan. And then you got maybe Michigan State. But watch out because I'll tell you this, and I'm going to turn it over to Matt Rogers, 27, and give you the scoring drives after he talks for a minute. But be careful what you wish for. If you want Summit to come in, you got a good offense, but right now, Summit's got to get through this game first.
2: Yeah, they got to get through this game first. I don't think that's going to be a problem, but going back to what you said about this anticipated matchup, I mean, some people don't know, you and I get to do some really cool stuff on Sunday with, uh, you and I get to do some cool stuff on Sunday with the Tennessee Titans and announcing those games, and, you know, we've had some cool ones. We've had Patrick Mahomes come in, and we shut down the Chiefs. We've had, you know, Wentz and the Colts come in, and, you know, we've announced that game, but I got to be honest with you, man, I think I'm more excited for the Potential matchup of next Sat or next uh, next weekend Saturday <laughs> against Oakland, then I would be announcing an NFL game with you because I mean this is exactly what you said. I mean it's the big dog versus the big dog, and I mean it's such a fun thing, an experience for this coaching staff to be able to to coach against and put together that game plan. I mean this is what high school coaches dream of.
1: But before we get there, Matt, let's run over the stats and kind of give them what your thoughts are moving to the second half.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean the stats for tonight I, look at it. Hendersonville hasn't played bad at all I mean they, they have 189 total offense they were able to get that big play that they needed that 61 yard touchdown by Torin Baker and uh but again look at offensively it, you they can't stop and no one's really stopped Summit right I mean it's just it's it's next to impossible you got Destin Wade that uh he had three carries for three yards right off the bat. And then now he's got eight carries for 85 yards. So you can pretty much say his last five carries have gone for 82 yards and a touchdown. Brother Keaton Wade five carries, 83 yards. Brady Pierce has three carries for nine yards. But uh, those nine yards are actually big because one of them was a first down. Torrin Baker, the running back for Hendersonville, 10 rushes, 112 yards and a touchdown. You're going to see a lot more of him. Ellis Ellis has kind of been a non-factor on the ground, four, uh, four carries for 15 yards, but he's usually the guy they give that ball to right up the middle and then uh, and they try to switch it up with Baker, but Baker's definitely the bigger better back tonight. And then in the air, you know Luke Manning 5 for 6 for only 25 yards i mean he's not the guy that's going to sling it downfield so when you think oh you know 5 or 6 you know that's pretty good but yeah he's throwing two and three yard passes so it's kind of like no big deal their passing game uh, is pretty much non effective and then Destin Wade is only 2 for 5 for 61 yards but two of those incompletes are, are wide open drops. And the other one, he had Brady open. Uh, Brady Pierce opened up the middle, and he just overthrew him. So Wade in the air, two for five, 61 yards and a touchdown. And then again, overall, Summit has 238 yards. Hendersonville 189 yards. So you can see right there, I mean, there's only a 40, 50 yard difference. Number of plays. Hendersonville's got nine more plays. So they're not playing bad football by any means. And I think they really missed an opportunity right there to give their kids some momentum. So, you know, unless they come out and, you know, are able to drive the ball down the field and score to make it a one score game again, that's great. But, uh, I don't think they have an answer for the Spartans offense. So either way, um, you know, not to beat a dead horse here. I would have taken the points right there at the end. I get it. They tried to sneak play. They tried to do something big. And uh, congratulations to Coach Taylor and to that defense because, I mean, nobody got fooled on that play on the Spartan defense. They covered it well and, of course, came up with the interception. And Hendersonville walks in the locker room with their tail tucked between their legs. They just can't figure it out.
1: Summit five possessions. In the first half, scoring drives. Three plays, fifty-four yards. Five plays, sixty yards. Three plays, fifty-five yards. You get the point. They're coming fast. No drive's been longer than seven plays, and one of uh, they. So you scored three times. You get stopped on the one, which. Lasted, that was the longest play drive. Seven plays, 67 yard. You needed a half yard. And the only other drive was a three and out. So you've done one really good job. Summit almost beat themselves the first time, and the other three they scored. The way I always see this is mathematically, how, how much do you have to stop Summit to beat them? So if we have five possessions, they score three touchdowns. Let's do the math because I think Summit—I would give them a sixty percent clip. To me, it's going to be tough. That means Hendersonville would have to score if you could both get five possessions every drive.
2: Yeah, which I
3: every, mean every
1: drive. I mean, if Summit scores three out of five.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, look, look at—you might see an Oakland do that because I think Oakland has players that can match up with Summit which is something we haven't really seen in two years you know what I mean like they lost that game to Franklin last year that was a total fluke you know they made some bad plays this and that but that's a different team that's last year this year's team the only way to really beat Summit is to to, to match them in players and I think the only time we're really going to see that is next week So that, I mean, that's what... That's
1: that's if Summit makes
2: it. If Summit makes it. But like, you know, okay, focusing on this game, Hendersonville, what do they got to do to beat them? Like you said, they got to score every play and they got to somehow make Summit turn the ball over or stop them. But they, they haven't really had an answer to stop them uh, on 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 defense and the, the thing is too wh- which is crazy is I thought when Summit opened against Houston I thought Houston had a really good game plan like they kept that offense at bay for about a solid two quarters quarter and a half and I mean they didn't remotely have the players that Hendersonville had. So, I mean, it's possible to stop Summit's offense, but I don't think Hendersonville has the personnel to do that. I think they have the game plan. I like what they're running on defense, but I don't think they have the personnel.
1: Aiden Bird made a great play, heads-up play at the end of half to secure the ball for Summit. But I can tell you, there's a number 11 if you're listening. (laughs) he's He's the player game defensively. Finley Jamison is the player of the game for uh, Summit. He plays middle linebacker with Jacob Turner. Matt mentioned they have to read every key in a wing tee, shotgun wing T offense. Now, Brady Hendricks has played well on the outside, so has Keaton Wade. But I can tell you, and John, Johnny Stallone has has done well in the middle. But Finley Jamison is the best defensive player right now going for the Southern Smarts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And he's got such a a tall order playing middle linebacker tonight against this offense. I mean... They run the wing tee power pitch, so basically they're going to run two running backs in the backfield with a guy like kind of stacked behind another third guy, kind of stacked behind the tackle. So it's almost like three line ba- or three running backs in the backfield, and and Jamison has to read where the ball's going on every single one based off of how the offensive line is blocking. So if he's in the middle and he's getting down blocks, down blocks, they're probably giving it to the outside. If they're coming upfield to block him straight on, they're probably giving it up the middle. So Jameson has to read those blocks. He's got to keep his eyes up to see where the quarterback is handing the ball off. I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job. He's got a tall order tonight and so far, he's and, becking and, the call.
1: And kind of got Mitch's big Johnny Sloan in the middle. Big, yeah. big Johnny's play well.
2: I love big Johnny Sloan in the middle. I mean, yeah. this is back on defense, he's getting double and triple teamed every single time. And what happens is against a team like tonight that doesn't throw the ball too much, we've been able to see him really break free and do a great job against the pass protection because, again, this offensive line that he's facing is great on the run, probably just average on pass, and he's a great defensive lineman. So you put someone like Johnny Sloan one-on-one and a pass block – you're probably going to lose that battle, and he almost got that sack that one time.
1: What's the speech like from Coach Coleman right now? Is kn- it "been there, done this"? You got two quarters till you punch the ticket into the most anticipated matchup in a long time.
2: Yeah, I think I mean that's that's the speech right there. It's like you know, hey, gentlemen, we got 24 minutes of football left to write. Our foundation going forward, the future of the school, we have to finish this game. I'm doing the opposite of what Hendersonville's doing in the sense that I'm giving a speech now of like, hey, play from behind. Don't don't let the foot off the gas, and you know I'm also encouraging him, letting him know like, listen, offensively they haven't really stopped us. We came up a little bit short, but we're kind of stopping ourselves, miss blocks, you know, here and there, and you know, getting, you know, not making it happen when we're on the goal line. So I'm challenging him there, but I'm telling him if I see any one of you take your foot off the gas for the next 24 minutes. I'm pulling your butt out of here. I don't think he needs to have that talk with these guys cuz they're so seasoned and I haven't been in the locker room at halftime with with Summit, but it's kind of that type of speech to where I want the mentality of we're playing from behind and you know, what's at stake without overselling the hype so they play scared. Does that make sense?
1: I do know that there's something going to happen if Summit makes it or try to do it. I'm going to kind of tease this, and we'll talk about it in the pregame <laughs> next week. But I know that trying to get that for the um, the team, and we appreciate it. just just tremendous fans and of the broadcast, and uh, giving us refreshments. and Oh food yeah, they're great we're, people, we're eating, man. We're, we're eating. What are you? You got some bread over there again?
2: And mm-hmm. I got the I got the Cook family cinnabon uh, cinnabon bread over here, and look at I mean. It feels good to know you know you're appreciated they're in yep. you know we, we've heard from different fans in the, the sure. station you know we got the cook family in kentucky we got your dad listening to every broadcast my pops back in california we got friends and family all over the nation really listening to yep. us and fans it's a great feeling and we appreciate it and it keeps us on our toes too to to want to do you know a, a good job i told my dad last week i'm like i was kind of out of it in the first half and i had to freaking you know tighten the reins a little bit to to bring it back in but uh i think tonight you and I are firing all cylinders, baby. Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to say.
1: Isn't it a lot easier to broadcast a semifinal? Oh yeah. game than, than a, a, a regular season game where, where teams just vying for a win. You yeah, got, you've got great programs. Hendersonville is 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 a great program. And and, and if you missed this note, check this out. Uh, just so you know, this this is this I dug a little bit deeper, and I was because these teams. You know, you figure. I always say the colors, but Hendersonville's school colors have been black and gold since 1941, Let's when go. the Vanderbilt football program provided the first commando football team with their older used jerseys. I
2: love that story. 80 years, baby. 80 years.
1: So now they're black and gold. If you come to Hendersonville, so it's it's just those stories. And now, where you here, Hendersonville has been a great program. Five A, six A. For years, I uh, got great athletes right down the street. Is a team you might know called Beach. It's uh, dominant, so that's <laughs> their kind of that's their big rival here uh, in in this area. But it, it's going to be a good one. Uh, you know, I hope that it ends up the way the fans want it to. Uh, you, you'll be able to not only hear the broadcast, but right d- d- to f- almost feel it. And how many players are on the field cuz a lot of coaches are familiar with what Oakland's program is doing and has done.
2: Well yeah, I mean it was good for them too the Hendersonville, you know, they in September 3rd they played their rival Beach and you know, beat them pretty convincingly 28 to 10 and then they meet him again in the second round, and that's when they just smashed him, thirty-four to fourteen. Right, the third round last week. I mean, that's a statement game when you're playing your crosstown rival, especially someone like Beach that has that uh, that um, that history, that tradition. And I'll tell you right now, when you and I went there last year, I freaking hated it. Like, I did not feel welcome. I felt like I was behind enemy lines. They didn't put us in a booth. They made us freeze our butts off in the stands. Like. You can tell, like, I could imagine being a crosstown rival and hating Beach. So, you know, if in the future, if I'm ever put in a position where it's Hendersonville or Beach, I'm probably going to lead towards Hendersonville a little bit. I mean, Beach is easy to hate, right?
1: <laughs> so for, before our final commercial break, what, are, what is the stat or what are the keys for Summit to get the win, to punch that ticket like we've been talking about? In the second half?
2: I think they did it almost to perfection in the first half with keeping the penalties away from themselves, right? They play mistake. I mean, you can't play really mistake free football, but it, it, when they eliminate the penalties, I mean, this offensive line, you're getting guards on linebackers, you're getting tackles chasing down safeties. Like these guys are able to get to the second and third level to open up the holes for Keaton and Destin Wade. Two guys that are in the finalists for Mr. Football, I mean, you can't really do anything to screw this thing up except get penalties. So if Summit can eliminate penalties and stay penalty-free, I think we're getting a running clock in the uh, end of the third quarter.
1: We'll see. 101.7 is where you're going to get it, our front porch radio, That was Matt Rogers and Mike Epler. We're going to take our final commercial break. We come back. Two quarters left. Who will play Oakland? We'll find out.
5: call davis heating and cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs davis heating and cooling is your local american standard dealer and proudly serves the murray county area find davis heating and cooling online and on facebook or call today
0: 388-2090 summit spartans football on wko web is brought to you in part by parks motor sales jones and lang sporting goods roof systems inc right care Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc, Browns Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, two quarters left. Two quarters. 20 to 7 is the score summit in the lead. So they got a cushion. We're at the halfway pole. If you're if you're a horse racing fan. (laughs) We'll see what happens. So on the other side would be the winner of Oakland and Maribel. And it's Oakland. So Oakland will stand there from East, uh, go up to East Tennessee, travel up to Maryville, and win that game. If you know that robbery, that's the semifinal game, and that game is always tough as nails to play, but Oakland pulls through. So yeah. the winner will play them. Yeah, like you
2: said, I mean, it's a big deal to go into Knoxville and take on Maryville and put 24 on them in their house and come away with that. And, uh, you know, it, it's always, you know, the state championship always goes through those big teams, right, on that east side. It's, it's Maryville, It's Oakland. But, you know, for me, one that I was really pulling for this year is Bradley Central Bears. You got the head coach, Coach Floyd, over there. He's been able to do a phenomenal job. He's got the school record as a player, goes back into his hometown, his home school, kind of like the hometown hero, right? Comes back to redeem the school, and he just knocked it out. Started out 8-0 this year, and I'm telling you this, Epley, had he not suffered the injuries for his big players on those teams, he would have gave them a serious run for their money. So watch out for the Bradley Bears in the future, my Hmm. friend.
1: All right, well, we'll see. Right now we have the third quarter about to start. It would be Summit and... Hendersonville on a 28 degree night in Sumner County. Woo! But this is playoff football. Summit's got the cushion and we'll put the ball on the tee and it will be Cooper Hall. So no no Manning now. It's Cooper Hall in the kick. And Back to receive, there's about four commandos standing within six yards thinking they know where this ball is going to go. And this one's booted way wow. in the air. That's a surprise. A different kicker, and it's up to Ellis Ellis. Like I mentioned, Cooper, <laughs> Cooper Hall kicked that one and not Manning. So now to the 45.
2: Yeah, and I was giggling because uh, you know he ended up getting it to the 45 and that's <laughs> typically where Summit usually kicks it. So they finally get a deeper one and unfortunately it was the same result, 45 yard line. So I've said this every drive but I'm going to say it again. This is a huge drive for Hendersonville. If they don't score here, uh, mark my words, the wheels have officially fallen off. This is big for them.
1: We'll see. Until back here will be Baker the quarterback is still Manning no relation we don't believe to Peyton and Eli up ahead's Baker starting at the 46-yard line, moves it to the 47 of Summit.
2: Yeah, Baker, man, that's their big runner tonight. He was able to surpass the century mark in the first half. Obviously, that one big play that he broke for 61 yards in the tubby, the only points that Hendersonville's able to have been put up. Uh, he went up the middle right there for a solid gain of seven, and here's that power pitch wing T offense again.
1: Second down and four on the 47. Manning looks to throw it and low, and it is caught. Caught by the tight end, Busey.
2: Yeah, that was uh, you know Jack Busey right there. Uh, no relation to Gary Busey? I don't know, but uh, that's what they're going to run. If they're going to pass the ball, it's going to be quick hitches, quick outs. I mean, you're not going to see this offense pass a play for more than 10 yards, most likely.
1: We'll see is that's the first first down to start. And then they're going to hand it off to the kind of sweet man. It's Ellis, 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 Ellis will go. To the 38-yard line. It'll be a gain of four second down and six.
2: Yeah, they line <laughs> up in their wing T again. And you know, just to no, not to sound like a broken record, but they're doing one of three things. They're giving the fly sweep to the guy in motion, or they're handing it up the gut, or they're giving the end around. And uh, that time it was the uh, the end around. So Finley Jamison, the backer for the summits, he's he's got to make those reads, and like I said before, he's watched a lot of film this week.
1: Here we go, 1027, and Ellis gets it again with the same play. And, whoa, what a tackle to save him from going from a big gain. I believe on the far side as we get some of the players coming up, it will be... Yes, I uh, I think he's going to be about a half yard short, and it will
2: be. Yeah, they really love to give that end around to Ellis, and you know they've done a good job of stopping him tonight. Like he he you know he's he's just gotten just under forty yards, so he hasn't been the you know had the ton of yards like he's had in other games. And someone's putting together a pretty decent game plan for him tonight.
1: Third and one from the thirty-three, Manning would have a quarterback sneak. He needed about a half yard. He got to the twenty-nine. Actually, it was four yards. Wow.
2: Yep, and uh, there we go. Now we're knocking on the uh, red zone door here, and this is not unfamiliar territory for Hendersonville tonight, not unfamiliar territory for Summit tonight, so by no means are the Spartans panicking at this point because this is the fourth time they've been here, and they still only have seven points. So, you know, expect Summit to come up with something.
1: Marked it at the 30 of Summit. Hendersonville driving. Down 13 will hand it off. No. Ricochets off the lineman at Maddox Reed pushed him into so a nice play there and that's gonna go nowhere for Carmian.
2: yeah big johnny sloan read that down block really really good there he's playing nose tackle and you know like i've said before double triple team pretty much every other play and he had a nice little swim move right there to make that play for uh for a one yard tackle but uh i gotta give props to big johnny sloan right there holding his own in the middle
1: Eight fifty five left in the third quarter Hendersonville trying to drive and that's going to go nowhere and that is, who else? Number three on the play the outside linebacker Brady Hendricks to bring down the ball carrier.
2: Yeah, Brady Hendricks, man. I I saw him uh, last year when I was out at one of their practices and he ran by me and I looked at Coleman I'm like Holy crap, man, that kid's huge. Zia Sr. no, man, he's a sophomore. So, obviously, now being a junior coming up, he's been a little bit quieter this year uh, than I expected, but uh, he is such a big kid. That was a big play right there, and uh, he's got a nice future here at Summit.
1: 39, 8, 15 left, and they're going to throw it. And they're going to try to throw it back. Johnny Salone is putting the
11: Johnny Sloane
1: made the receiver. Ellis, Ellis his footing.
2: Yeah, and like I said before, this is not unfamiliar territory for Summit. By no means did they panic, and I said they're going to have something for them, and they did, and it came in the form of the big nose tackle, 55. And I love seeing Johnny Sloan get his nose tackle. Such a crappy position to play, right? You're getting double and triple teamed every time. You don't get a lot of chance to get an open spot. Face and that time, Johnny Sloan did it, and he stopped them big time. Just
1: like they did at the end of the second quarter, they're gonna go for it. Fourth and fifteen on the thirty-five. Manning a shotgun. Manning fakes it to Baker. Manning's looking. Throwing it out to the out pattern. Oh, he's open. He's open. And he gets the first down. Warden is a great corner, but they're gonna I think they're gonna give him the first down. We'll see. Hang on. Did he step out before? I think
2: he didn't get it.
1: Well, he needed 15.
2: Yeah, this can be tight. I mean, the, You needed the,
1: the 20. You needed the 20 yard line. Yes. No! Yeah. He stepped out early.
2: He made a mistake right he there, went,
1: man. Yeah, he stepped out.
2: It was almost like he stopped after he caught it. He had, you know, he saw single coverage, and good job by him getting open and being able to, to, to receive that and make a play, but. That was weird, man. He, almost like he stopped after he caught it. All the kid needed to do was fall forward and stretch, and he would have got the first down. But, uh, again, like I said, if Hendersonville, I mean, that was their last chance. Unless, you know, the world falls out and someone coughs up a turnover right here, I mean, the wheels have fallen off.
1: Seven twenty left in the third. We're going to take a commercial break. 20-7 is the score as Hendersonville was a yard short on that pass, so a turnover to Summit.
4: At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman Counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600.
6: At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go.
1: Welcome back in 101.7 frontporchradio tn.com. Just click on 101.7, the link, you could hear us. It's Matt Rogers. I'm Mike Epley and Summit will start their first possession of the second half. Handing off to Keaton Wade. 710 left in the third. Summit leads 20 to 7
2: yeah and this is where uh coleman really likes to be in this position because now he can you know run his style of offense which is that ground and pound kind of similar to hendersonville but uh with a lot greater players
1: <laughs> 650 now it's second down and eight on the 23 and Destin wade will break one cut back in Tackled by two. That's Busey. And now Wade rolls his way to the 28. You're going to be about three
2: yards short. Yeah, Jack Busey playing that defensive end. And, you know, you heard us call his name uh, last series on offense. He's also playing tight end. And this is where that stamina is really going to start to weigh on Hendersonville. But uh, that time, Busey, made, you know, he missed Destin in the backfield and, and was able to chase him down. And again, I mean, with a big guy like that where you got to chase him down, I mean, it takes. It takes, it takes your breath away, and, and it's going to really wear on him now.
1: Trips to the r- left, single to the right. Keaton Wade will get it. No one's out there. And Keaton Wade runs over. Shake the tight end. Gets two more yards. He's out to the 40. Keaton Wade first down 12-yard run.
2: Yeah, they widen out Tanner. Shake the tight end right there to block a much smaller defensive back. And he did a great job. He had him hemmed up on the perimeter. But Keaton Wade just slammed into his back. That is not something you want to happen if you're playing for Summit to have big Keaton Wade, uh, Mr. Football Candidate, freaking tattoo you in your in your spinal cord.
1: So, Austin Harvey goes out to the left. We're on the right hash. Brady Pierce in the slot and Brandon King in the wing. Pierce will come back and they're going to have Pierce at tailback but Keaton White gets to the same one two breaks tackles three he's up into the secondary and slides his way like going into home plate to the 33 yard line
2: yep moving the chains and you're giving Keaton the ball now and after this drive you'll you'll probably see number seven uh hit the sideline so uh enjoy this while last now they're crossing almost to the 30 yard line and uh Keaton Wade I'm going to check and see if he passed the century mark on that one. I'm, yeah, he did. So he's over 100 yards now on the ground, but he has not gotten a touchdown on the ground. He's caught one in the air, but he hasn't rushed for one, so maybe he'll get one here.
1: Close to 33 yards there. They're going to stack two and put in Austin Harvey also as well. They're going to bring three people out to the left, a different look, and Keaton Wade will get it again. Runs by one, two, slams his way down to the 29-yard line, a gain of five for Keaton Wade.
2: Yeah, Keaton Wade on the keeper right there is you know, basically that uh, that zone that he gives it to him and and uh keaton just running downhill and the one thing that you'll probably never see is one person tackle keaton wade one thing you always see is two three four sometimes five defenders it takes to finally take him down and that was a hard four yard run for wade
1: yeah they're going to give him four on that play <clears throat> dustin wade in the shotgun and i believe keaton wade will take a breather And Hollis will come in, and Brady Pierce will try to that sweep. Pierce gets back to the line of scrimmage, so it'll be third and six.
2: Yeah, and that's one name we have not called on offense so far tonight is number two, Dominic Hollis. We've always said, you know, feed the baby. We call him the baby because he's the sophomore. But, man, he is such an elusive and shifty back. I love watching him run the football, and maybe we'll see him in the fourth quarter. It's unfortunate we haven't seen too much of Dominic Hollis tonight.
1: 27, no urgency here from Coach Coleman is... He calls the plays. He's the offensive line coach as well, so he's building this up. Third and six on the 29 of Hendersonville. Big play. Summit leads by 13. 330 left in the third. We'll hand to Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade. Like a battering ram, goes through the middle, launches
2: forward, I think he's got it. That is just a hard, bruiser run. I mean, just, he got hit in the shin, the thigh, the stomach, the chest, the back, and I mean, he had to earn that one, and unfortunately, they're going to mark him short, which I don't know if I agree with that call, but uh, man, what a hard run.
1: It is. It's fourth and about a half yard for Summit gonna go for it everybody in Keaton Wade the tailback Destin Wade and Shagateau and did not call it Two linemen jump for Hendersonville. Three seconds. It's call. Did they get him? What out? a great job
2: sp- by the Spartans. They
1: tried it again. Wow! With the Cadence, the second time and got him. Yeah,
2: that was just a great job. Cadence call by Destin Wade getting Hendersonville to jump offsides. He thought he had him. The what? Oh no! They put it against Summit. I don't know, man. I did not see a white jersey move. I don't know about that call. You heard me giving them props. I don't know about that. It would be weird, too, because Coleman might have even had a no call or a no play, which is just get up there and make him jump and not even run a play. I can't imagine Summit moving. That's weird.
1: Number one is I thought the same thing, and I do apologize to the audience. Number two is I've never seen Coach Coleman that upset.
2: And Coach Coleman usually doesn't get that upset unless, I mean, there's a reason. So you can tell he – he does not, like, agree with that call at all. Well,
1: Wayne, you need five and a half now and not one. And Keaton Wade is upset. He's running hard to the left side. Oh, Keaton no. Wade will not get it. And Henderson, Bill, makes the stop. Keaton Wade needed six, and he got two.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just really, really unfortunate turn of events for the Summit Spartans. Again, going back to that false start that should have been encroachment I don't understand the call, but it now put him in a position to where Hendersonville now has life again.
1: And we'll take a commercial break. Two eleven left in the third, twenty to seven, as summit leads Hendersonville. Hendersonville will have its second possession in the second half.
0: Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977.
7: Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
8: Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer
4: call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com
1: Welcome back in. We're live 101.7 Front Porch Radio TN.com It's Hendersonville Summit 20-7 to to score 211 left in the third Hendersonville after stopping Summit will get it on the 27 yard line and Noah Phelps gets hung up in the on the outside, and Baker breaks it from the 27. They're going to mark him at the 46.
2: Yeah, Baker got a favor there. I mean, Hel- Fel- Hel- felt help Sorry, Feltz might have been held a little bit there on the corner, but he was in position to make a play there, and somehow, some way, uh, Ellis got outside of him.
1: 19-yard run. Uh, that was Baker on Baker, that sorry. As 20 to seven, and now. Hendersonville moves to the 46, and here comes Ellis Ellis, and there goes down Ellis Ellis, leading the way with the number 17, Aidenberg from the safety position, gain of two.
2: Yeah, and this is why that no score for Summit on that last play is so big because Hendersonville doesn't have that big play offense really, unless they're able to break a big run. But they're ground and pound, they're milk the clock, and now. excuse me we're going into the latter part of the third quarter like Hendersonville doesn't really have a a big play type pass or offense or anything so that's why that score would have been pretty much the nail in the coffin
1: 20 to 7 is the score second and seven on the 49 Baker no nowhere, and Maddox Reed. we're trying to get the bottom player, is coming up is Jacob Turner, no game.
2: Jacob Turner, that's the other middle linebacker, number 34, Turner. We haven't called his name too much tonight because Finley Jamison has done such a great job, but man, those two kids at the middle backer position, they've just done such a great job this year, and they haven't slowed down tonight, and again, they really seem to have a key on this offense.
1: So Coach Coleman and the defense, and Taylor think they're going to pass they put in Davis Sainz, the passing defensive end. Got a lot of speed up, and they're going to guess it right. They're going to throw it. And the pressure. Oh, no. What the coverage. With the coverage. Knocked down by Aiden Byrne.
2: Aiden Bird answers the call, and I kind of like to call him Brady Pierce's little brother back there because they both play that safety position, man, and they play it well. He pursued that ball so well, getting right there and knocking the ball down. Well done. Do do
1: you go for it if you're Hendersonville? Fourth and 7 on the 49, and they're going to elect right now in punt formation. I'm not sure if this is going to be a punt. I don't call this a lot, but watch out. I fourth and seven on the 49.
2: I, I I don't I don't understand this at all. I don't understand this at all, I don't understand it this, at all, way. Way. Don't understand this pi- at all.
1: To Pierce. Pierce, oh he bobbled it. Whoa, 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 whoa. But it stays with summon at the 20.
2: Okay, help help me understand this. Now I'm asking for some advice here. Why do you not take the points before halftime and you go for it, you come up empty-handed? Why do you not go for it when you've gone for it on fourth down pretty much the whole game and there's 11 seconds left in the third quarter? You can't really stop Summit's offense and you punt it. I don't get it at all. I'm I'm at a loss for words here. I'm, like, borderline frustrated even though, you know, I'm I'm announcing for Summit. But, you know, stuff like bad football, bad – it just – it irks me. I don't get it.
1: Put him on the 18-yard line. Wade's going to look to throw it. Wade's got time. And Tanner shake. oh, right across the middle, dropped it. And, man, that keeps two seconds on the clock. Uh, I will tell you this, that uh, Wade – Hasn't thrown the ball that much tonight. Didn't need to.
2: Yeah, and uh, this is about time for Keaton to break one for about thirty, thirty-five yards right before the uh, halftime. It's usually what happens. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, throw out a. Oh, he's coming out with the empty set right here.
1: So we wow. said we said he would go empty in the matchup with Keaton Wade. Right now, it's Baker may not go to Keaton Wade since he's got one of the safeties on and Brady Pierce fly sweep. No, Wade's going to keep it. Jukes one and cannot get much yardage. Three yards for Destin Wade. It will be third down and seven. On the 31 is Summit leads by 13 points. We'll take a commercial break. We got 12 minutes left. Who plays Oakland? You'll know at the end of this game. We'll be back after these messages.
0: Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977.
7: Hey, folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office.
8: Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series. Tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
4: Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back
1: in. 12 minutes left in the game. Summit leads 20-7 over Hendersonville. It's at Hendersonville. But Summit in a dilemma. I call it third down, 7 from the 21-yard line, this looks to be where it's
2: spotted. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, some people would say, why do, Why does Coleman go in an empty set in that position? It's because he wants to widen those guys out and get as least amount of people in the box as possible because you got Destin Wade that could potentially carry the ball here. I wouldn't be surprised if he went like a pass play right here, maybe look for Brady Hendricks deep. You might see some fireworks on this play, Epley.
1: Yeah, a couple of low-scoring games for Summit in the first two. But this may be the play of the game. You move the clock here, you're going to have a good chance at winning this game. Twelve minutes left. Wade, five wide receivers. Five wide. Wade's going to throw it. To Brady Pierce. Let's he go!
8: Got
1: he got it! Across the middle, it's Brady Pierce
2: with the reception. 101. one You got Pierce. Five wide, empty set. And you might see some fireworks on that play. And boy, did you ever. They're going to run man coverage against the man of steel, Brady Pierce. Are you kidding me? You're going to lose that battle 99 out of 100 times. And the thing I love about Pierce, I'll let you know right after you call this play. Great story behind Brady Pierce.
1: 30 seconds in, and Brady Pierce goes for 44. Destin Wade slides his way for about two yards.
2: Yeah, going back to Brady Pierce, I mean, such a tough year for a tough kid. His dad passed away this year, and a, a lot of people don't know this, but in 94, his dad kicked the winning field goal against LSU. And, you know, it's just a, a good history of that family. And Brady's such a tough kid, and it's been so fun to watch him shine what, this year. What
1: school did his dad play for?
2: Uh, he kicked the winning field goal. He'll go, I think it was with Favre on Mississippi State, yes. I believe.
1: Uh Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. yeah. I believe it was yeah, Southern Miss. So. Okay. left in the game. Second down and 7. On the 33, Wade's going to run a speed option to the left. Wade cuts it inside. There it is. And there goes Wade down the sideline. And Wade's inside the 10 with a 20-plus yard run.
2: And, hey, I told you all when I was growing up, I'm an old-school Lakers fan, and this is right about the time. My dad will appreciate this when Chick Hearn, legendary, would say, the fridge is open, the eggs are cooling, the butter's getting hard, the jello's jiggling, you can probably Pretty much cash it in right here, and this is where Summit loves to be, where Summit has been this whole year, and where they just juice it to victory and warm up your cars because we're getting close to going East Coast.
1: Till we see Oakland and Summit, what everybody wants. Keaton Wade says, not yet. He gets to the five from the eight. It will be second down and goal to goal for the Spartans, leading by 13.
2: And the reason I do feel so comfortable calling it this, you know, this with, with 10 minutes left is that. Hendersonville doesn't have an offense that can get down the field in three or four plays unless they break a run like they did in the first quarter. They just, the offense isn't set up for that. So to be down two or three touchdowns late in the fourth quarter doesn't bode well for Hendersonville.
1: And they're going to hand the fly sweep to give Brady it to Pierce. Em. Can he get the right pylon? He's, oh, he runs yes. hard. He <laughs> give him six over
2: 13.
1: He ricochets into the concession area, but he scores.
2: I love Brady Pierce, man, such a great kid, such a hard-nosed kid, and now you start to see these Summit uh, parents start to give each other hugs. Coaches are cheering. They can smell Chattanooga, and they're only nine and a half minutes away from it because, again, Hendersonville doesn't have that big play offense to come from behind and win this game.
1: So the collision that pushed Brady Pierce towards the concession area, we got an injured player on the far side, 938 left And we will basically wait and see this. Let's take an injury timeout. We're going to be back. So the score is twenty-six to seven. Summit inching just closer and closer. To Oakland. We'll be back.
9: Hey, this is Derek Ransom with 10 Pen Alley, voted number one Family Entertainment Center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids, and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at three twenty-two East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381 Bowl or visit us at 10pen.com. 10 Pen Alley, it's where the good Tom's roll.
0: Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome
1: back in. Fourth quarter, 101.7, Front Porch Radio, TN.com. I'm Mike Epley alongside Matt Rogers, as always. We have the Summit Hendersonville game, and the injured player is Ellis Ellis, the senior. Hopefully everything's okay. It looks to me like he's walking off on his own power, but we will see. It's always sad, number one, to have an injury like that. Number two, if that's the way you go out, because I know he could help his team, but we'll get to Matt in just a second as the Summit Spartans are trotting out on the field to go for two. There's an extra point missed earlier. The score's 26-7, to 938 left in the game, and now Destin Wade will generate the offense with Keaton Wade off his left heel, two receivers to the left. And that's Pierce and Harvey. And Wade's going to look left. He's going to roll. He's going to flip one to Keaton. He got it. He got it. So the two-point conversion is good.
2: That was nice, man. That's just a roll left. You got your brother as lead rocker. I almost want to say it looked like an RPO, a run-pass option. And, uh, you know, his brother lead block for him, and then all of a sudden the person that he was blocking said, oh, shoot, I better cover you, but it was too late. Keaton Wade had a step on him, and that was just a nice little beautiful soft touch by Destin to his brother over that left shoulder for the two-point conversion.
1: So, 9.38 left, and I'll bring this up first, is seeing Summit play throughout this whole year. There's not been one team when the when the buzzard sounded within 14 points or closer to Summit. Right now, we stand at 21. So, that's another thing you can put on, and probably bullets and board material for Oakland to say, okay, well, we, we might be able to do this.
2: Well, the uh, thing that I'm looking at right now is that, uh, you know what, I'm going to save it. I'm gonna save it for later on in the game, you know, when we see how this shakes out. But uh, you know, like you said, this is a unfamiliar territory for uh, Hendersonville. You know, even in the games, even in the games that they've that they've lost, with the exception of one that I was gonna save towards the end. I mean, they were they were able to put up you know 28, 35 points, and they just you know they they came up a little short. And but tonight, I mean, only seven points.
1: And there it goes from Hall. It's kicked to the up man. And it will be Payne and rolling nowhere to the 26. How many points in that loss? How many <laughs> points did uh, Hendersonville score in that loss that you're talking about?
2: Uh, all right, I'll let the cat no, no, out no, of the no. bag right well, you now. You
1: don't have to. But how many points did Hendersonville score?
2: Seven. <laughs> that's what I was, was going to wait for. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it to the end. There, there's something there for you guys if you're listening that stick with us. Uh, it's coming towards the end of the game. If right. it shakes out the way, I think it will.
1: Well, maybe maybe so. 28 to seven's the score, 9-30, two left in the game. Manning, you might have to start passing, and then you're going to have some pressure. Are they passed yet? No. And Jacob Turner holds on long enough, and Keaton Wade will make the tackle on Carter. Again, a four.
2: Yeah, I think right there they're just trying to catch Summit off guard by running that play right up the middle, you know, but uh, Summit, Jameson and these linebackers, Turner, they've just been playing so well tonight, tackling them but uh, Hendersonville is not going to have a chance to get a come from behind victory if they're just still trying to get four yard runs
1: 28-7 Shotgun formation for Hendersonville, second down and six on the 31 Manning looks right, stays right, and goes to his tight end, knocked out. Knocked out as he's trying to get to Busey. Who else? Aiden Bird. I mean, if it's not uh, Finley Jameson, it's Aiden Bird tonight.
2: I mean, again, and then credit to this defense. We were bragging about them earlier on in the night, and they just showed out why we brag. On them so much, and this is where they want to be. Henderson, you know, putting Hendersonville in a position that they're uncomfortable with, which is passing the football, and not just these two and three yard dinkers like they did before. Hendersonville's got to pass the ball upfield. They got to make 10, 15, 20 yard pass plays, and this is when you're going to see a big interception, probably by Brady Pierce.
1: And watch out for number seven coming off the corner. Is he going to blitz or not? Is he in coverage? Keaton said, I want to rush. He's, no, he's got to come to the left. They're going to go a back screen. Of, and oh, Keaton Wade, I caught it. Keaton Wade tattoos <laughs> the receiver. They threw it behind the line to Mason Baker, and Keaton Wade snipped it out.
2: Well, it looked like they were trying to run a double pass, and but the, the only thing that happened was the receiver on the front side forgot to run the deep route. He had two guys running the deep route on the backside, but there's no way a receiver is going to throw the ball 70 yards across the field the other way, and uh, oh, I don't get it. They're punting. Yeah, well, I, I don't care where it is. It's, it's, fourth the and f- f-
1: I, it's fourth and 15 on your own 20, and Hendersonville, if this ball goes in the air and Summit gets away from it, which no returners back there, the ball's going to roll dead at the 39, so that's where we're going to start. We'll... Um, man...
2: I mean, at, at this point, this is why I'm so critical of this, but because uh, I'm not into moral victories, right? I don't care if you beat me 28 to 7 or if you beat me 70 to 7. Uh, L's an L. A loss is a loss. I'm going to put my players in a position to win the game at all costs. So, And on top of that, well, let's be honest, what's the point if you give. Summit the ball at the 45 yard line going, you know, coming out, or if you give them the ball at the 25 yard line going in. I mean, does it really matter?
4: Well, we'll see. 28 7s to score, 7.53 left in the game. We'll be back.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM with Matt Rogers here's Mike Epley
1: welcome back in it's 28 to 7 just like at a country club or a little VIP party you gotta have an invite you gotta have a ticket and the ticket could be punched and Summit could have that against Oakland and that's gonna be coming up Next Saturday night, 7 minutes and 53 seconds left. We'll see. And that is going to be big time, I can tell you. What's Destin Wade and the offense going to do? They're out there at the 39-yard line leading by... Three touchdowns, and here comes Hollis. Hollis, with the speed, goes to the 46, a seven-yard run for your man, Dominic.
2: I love Dominic Hollis. I love watching him run the ball in that time. He got his first carry of the game, a seven-yard little uh, outside. I want to say Reed, you know, Destin kept it really, really uh, a long time and finally gave it to Hollis. I'd love to see the baby break one for a six, six, uh, six points right here. That'd be awesome.
1: 28-7's the score. Summit, I would assume, run the play clock down. Wade's there with 13. Snapped it with 10. Wade's gonna run it. He needs four. Wade will go and jump his way for about two.
2: Yeah, and he comes up a little short there, but I don't even think Coleman really cares. He, he, You know, he just wants to juice this clock out. He's got six minutes, 59 seconds, till it's time to go to Chattanooga. Three years in a row for Coach Coleman and the Summit Spartans going to the state title. This, of course, being the first year at the 6A level, but nonetheless, third and short, you got to think he'll probably give it to Hollis up the middle. I, I can
1: promise you Oakland uh, put up a little bit more in Oak Ridge. Last
2: year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So, third and, let's say, a yard and a half on the 48. Who gets it? Hollis. Oh, Ooh, no. no. Well, he's still going. Bounces off one tackle and could not get it. He lost about a half yard, so it's fourth down. I would assume Coach Coleman would punt this football.
2: Um, you got yeah, to. You're right. He is. He's going for or He's going to punt it.
3: I
1: no game i i would i would do that too there's no doubt da- when you got seven points you don't want to give a team any momentum right now you're inside six minutes pierce gets the ball off what he's done all year you're in a good spot
2: yeah i mean i, I guess we could play armchair quarterback any day but uh just kind of wonder why you wouldn't put keaton in on that position and you know run that zone with him and keaton to get the first down but nonetheless here we are
1: well you get a punt, punt from brady pierce to down at the 15 yard line so you give it to him at the 48 or the 15 with the offense they had i mean it's going to take a lot longer
2: yeah and again hendersonville is going to be in a position to throw the football right here and you know this going back to my criticism on why you know hendersonville punted last time like you know at this point What's what's the bigger loss here? You know, potentially going for it and not getting it, and you lose thirty-five to seven, or you know, stopping, you know, punting the ball, you get it back, and you lose twenty-eight seven. Like, what's the difference? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me. I mean, the hard critical coach here, right? Here we go.
1: And going to hand it off, and there he goes, Baker. Baker, man, he's got some speed. Breaks the tackle from Jamison, and Baker is out to the 35-yard line, a 20-yard run.
2: Yeah, Baker, he he's really been the backbone of this offense tonight, and he's really showed up in a big way for the Commandos. I'm going to give you an official stat right now for... For Torrin Baker, 15 carries, 142 yards, and a touchdown. He's got just under 10-yard average per carry. He has really been the workhorse for them tonight.
1: And here we go. Baker's gonna get it again. And Finley, Jameson gets him by the legs, and it's a loss of one.
2: Yeah, Jameson's like, you ain't gonna do that to me twice. You might get one, but you ain't gonna get it back to back. And Jamison, again, I can't I can't give the kid enough credit. He really shined tonight best for this player. defense. Oh, hands down, best player on defense tonight. He you can tell he's really prepared, watched a ton of film, and just made the right reads all night tonight. He's done a great job.
1: Second down, they're gonna give him actually. A yard. Thought he might have lost one. Second and nine on the 38. And they'll hand the sweep into Baker. And no. And Brady Hendricks, he's played well in the outside backer spot. Baker goes to the 45, gain of seven.
2: Yeah, that time, you know, he was able to get to the outside. And the offensive line did a pretty decent job. And here we are, third and two. And, um, you know, it looks like they're going to. I just. they're not passing the ball it's so weird to me like how how are you not trying to win a football game in the state semi-final like who cares if you get a drive score for a touchdown you got to get a quick score to try to win well that's what they're
1: gonna do here manning's gonna try to take a shot not a down the field oh it almost intercepted noah phelps had it in his hands and couldn't now here's a key right here the receiver is going off the field warden is the injured receiver he's coming up looks like an ankle yeah that's one of their best players so two of their best players now gone
2: yeah and this is you know to our what we were saying at the beginning of the game here we are now late in the fourth quarter and hendersonville just has no gas left in the tank i mean you see player it could be an ankle could be a hamstring cramps with this weather i mean this is why going two both ways is just not a great thing in this game
1: here we go baker off the left Baker cuts it back in. Outside. Tackle. But Baker will get the first down. Needed to Got about ten. And tackled by... Finley Jamison.
2: Yeah, and Baker's that kid. Tomorrow, when he wakes up, I mean, obviously, you feel terrible because you didn't get the win. But he's a kid that's left it all on the field. He's going to be sore tomorrow, but he should definitely be proud of himself because he was the bright spot for this offense tonight for the com uh, for the Commandos. Twenty eight is
1: the score. Gonna hand it to I believe Baker again, and Jacob Turner takes him down in a shoelace by Jamison. Yeah. So it's those guys staying connected, and I believe it was Baker again for three yards.
2: Yeah, Baker again, and there's, you know, they're still sticking to that power pitch, run left, run right, run up the middle. It's it's almost weird, man. It, it's almost like they don't care what is on the clock. They're just going to run their ground-and-pound offense.
1: 28-7, Manning will throw, and Busey catches it. He's going to be a yard short. And Phelps makes the tackle.
2: Yeah, Busey definitely. Uh, you know, good sized tight end. He uh, he's made he's made a couple you know little catches tonight here for him. And uh, six foot three, two twenty five. He, he's a good sized tight end, big kid. So hopefully he's got a future in this game.
1: Two minutes and thirty seconds left until Summit plays Oakland. You heard me. Third and one. Thirty eight. Going to throw it, and oh, in and out of the hands, and her footsteps was Busey, yes, and John (laughs) Dippo up to make the lick, now it's fourth and one. Yeah,
2: I jinxed him, Uh, I was saying how great he was catching tonight, and that one hit him right square in the hands, and he just dropped it. Cold weather, both ways, game's pretty much over.
1: The stands... Now on the Hendersonville side, about 70% to capacity. At the start, it was 100%. That kind of gives you the indication of what they think.
2: Yeah. And that's when you get, like, you know, maybe a little ticked off being a Hendersonville fan and having this type of power pitch, wing T offense. It's just you get in this position, there's not much you can do because this is what you do. So when you get behind, it's really hard to win a game.
1: Going to hand it off up the middle. It is. Come in. And he will get the first down.
2: You know, and 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 that's the concern. You know, you play teams like Oakland. You play teams like Ravenwood and Baylor. And um, if you get behind and your, you know, backbone is power pitch wing T, it's going to be really tough to win football games and come from behind. And Baker
1: will go nowhere. Johnny Salone will rot him down.
2: And if we were going to give Jamison, you know, Best player of the game. We got to give Johnny Sloan honorable mention on defense. I mean, that kid has really made some plays tonight. And again, my least favorite position on the field for defense, which is nose tackle. It's such a grinder, thankless position. You're getting double-triple teamed every play, but he's made some great plays tonight. Well done, Johnny Sloan Jr.
1: And they're gonna throw it. Manning. That's oh, Maddox reads, Jersey's almost ripped. And they finally get it up in the air. Inter Soto knocked down pressure by Jacob Turner and Aiden Burden made the play we got a late flag
2: yeah that, I mean look at Maddox Reed was getting held the whole time and he almost had to like plead with the ref as he was getting hold like hello you see this hello look at his hands and then the, that referee finally threw the flag at the end but uh, that was a blatant holding call I could see it up here in the mile high booth
1: 121 left and I can officially say it will be Summit versus Oakland. There you go, Epley. It took picture.
2: so long to say it. And the uh, the, the, the teaser that I was going to save, but unfortunately, Coleman's very conservative when it comes to having a lead. So when he had that three-touchdown lead, he was just going to juice it for all it's worth. But what I was trying to set up is the only other team – That held Hendersonville to seven points was guess who? That was a question, Anthony. Guess who? (laughs) 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 Oakland.
1: There you go.
2: There you go. And Oakland beat them 42 to 7. Summit could have beat them 42 to 7 tonight. You know, you take away that big play, that big run. I mean, they might have even sent them home with a goose egg. But here we are, setting the stage, raising the stakes, the anticipation for next week. The only two teams to hold the Commandos to seven points, potentially is the Spartans and Oakland.
1: Pressure by David oh. Sane. Oh, he missed it. He missed it. Now, here he goes. Oh. And it's Finley Jamison. <laughs> Finley Jamison with another sack.
2: Jamison finish them off. What a great game. Someone give that kid the wrestling belt, the chain, whatever it is on defense. The baseball bat. Give that kid something because he played lights out defense tonight. Finley Jamison 2024. There you go. That's my call. DeSantis and Jamison running for president and vice president 2024. Here we go. Jamison and DeSantis. That's what I'm saying. That's right. (laughs)
1: 30 seconds. Fourth and 40. Fourth and 40. Let me repeat (laughs) that. Fourth and 40. I'm
2: calling a pick.
1: Nope, they're not going to run it. Oh, okay. And we'll take our final timeout. Hey, come back. My dad was right. Close this out.
2: We'll be back in just a minute.
4: amc roofing leaking roof missing shingles amc roofing has you covered locally owned and operated we specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance we are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems and we also handle siding repairs amc roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed there is no job too small but when you're ready we also provide full roof replacements call or text today for a free estimate amc roofing your local roof repair specialist call Andrew Costa today 931-626-0492
1: Welcome back in It's 4th and 40 And the ball is knocked down With 19 seconds left So Matt this is the end of this We appreciate 101.7 Tn.com. Let me text the studio real quick And kind of take this over for a second
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and look it, obviously for the third year in a row, it's huge that the Summit Spartans are going to the state title. You got to think, five years ago, I mean, for a lack of better terms, Summit was kind of the joke high school in Spring Hill where, where I'm from. You know, I live in Spring Hill and no one was talking about the Summit Spartans and then all of a sudden... Two gifts from God fall from heaven, and their name is Destin and Keaton Wade, and they choose to stay in the area where they live and go to a no-name school like Summit Spartans and not only put them on the map, but give them a name that is going to live in Spring Hill for a long, long time, and there it is. All of the white jerseys are jumping up and down. The parents are going crazy. The Summit Spartans are going.
1: That's it. We'll take a one-minute commercial break in the final here at Hendersonville. 28 for Summit, 7 for Hendersonville. We'll see you in Chattanooga in eight days.
0: The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley.
1: Welcome back in. It's been a great ride so far, but it's not over. One more game, what everybody's wanted, and you get it served up on a platter next Saturday night. And how are you going to listen to this game? If you're just tuning in, don't go anywhere. We got a we gotta programming alert for you guys. One is, we're going to be on 103.7 FM and not 101 for the first whatever. We're following the Alabama SEC championship game, running the Alabama flagship. So, with that being said, you can still go to tn.com. So, when you go to Front Porch you would need to click on the 103.7 to start the broadcast or listen to 103.7 on the call. Now, when Alabama game when the Alabama-Georgia game ends, we will take over on both stations. But Alabama will be covered on 101.7 at three o'clock is their kick. We're gonna kick 6 Central, 7 o'clock Eastern. So it should be, I would say, about a 30-minute lag here where we're gonna be on. That's a change because we've never done it on The uh, 103.7 But that's where we're going to be For at least the start of the game All in all, we'll break the game down But Matt, hey, following Alabama In the SHA Championship what a, what a weekend for football. Hey, yeah.
2: look at us, baby. We're moving on up like the Jeffersons. I mean, this is huge, man. And this is such a great opportunity for, for everybody, for the city of Spring Hill, for, for the Summit Spartans, for you and I, for you. Know, obviously radio this football station. team. I mean, the radio station. This is this is big time. And look at this. Is what, this is what we came to do, right? I mean, this is what it's all about. And this is the big show. And you're following, you know, the top college football team in the nation. And now you're following, you know, the top high school football team. Teams in the state, and it, like you said, I couldn't say it any better myself. This is this is what it's all about. It doesn't get any bigger than this, and I'm glad to be doing this with you.
1: So as we get the drives, and then Matt to give you the stats, the uh, scoring drives. Uh, Summit led twenty to seven in the first half, and the first pass was uh, Destin Wade to Keaton Wade on a wheel route, answered by one play sixty yard TD run for Baker. And that was as close as Hendersonville's got, just like any other team. Um, you get Destin Wade on a quarterback sneak, fourteen to seven. Destin Wade on another uh, one-yard TD run. There was a missed extra point. That's twenty to seven. You come in the second half, four possessions for Hendersonville, no touchdowns. Basically, three possessions if you count the last play. It would have been four possessions for Summit, but scoring on um, one put one out of the three would be a. Uh, Brady Pierce, TD run off the right pylon, and then the two-point conversion, Destin Wade, to Keaton Wade. All in all, uh, full control. It's about like uh, we saw the uh, Oak Ridge game last year. It's close at the start. Maybe the Brentwood game. Some of these games last until halftime. Unfortunately, this is still not the closest game. Some it's, opponents been to them. It's 14 points. We figure we'll get to the... the Oakland in just a second, but talk about the game tonight, Matt, and the stats.
2: Yeah, stats, uh, you know, it's very similar for for Summit, 384 total yards. They ran 40 plays. Uh, They've only passed for 105 yards, which means they rushed for 279 yards outrushing Hendersonville, who only had 228 rushing yards. And, uh, you know, big players, obviously, the Wade bros uh, on the ground, you had the the wade brothers Keaton Wade 12 rushes 139 yards no touchdowns Destin Wade 13 rushes 122 yards two touchdowns and i mean they just continue to dominate obviously the wade bros are both finalists for mr football in the air Destin was 3 of 7 for 105 yards and a touchdown, but uh this is just this is the game that Coleman wanted. He wanted a ground and pound uh in control and and that 's what he was able to do and you know, like I said you know summit this is uh, this is as big as it gets it doesn 't get any bigger or really any better than this you can 't go up in any division you're at the best division you're undefeated you're playing (laughs) you're going to play the other undefeated team the other team that has the other finalists for Mr. Football I mean Epley pinch me Uh, I feel like I'm dreaming right now
3: (laughs) everyone
1: always said uh, what if what if Summit could play Oakland and um, everybody wanted it last year unfortunately you couldn't get it 5 and 6a and scheduling just didn't allow it now i'll tell you this oakland would play anyone anybody anywhere yeah i know it i mean anybody anywhere you you call them they'll play it now your your team might be flooded with injuries and look like the wounded you know playing you know been in a war but but here's but here's what i'll say summit's got one shot at it on the main stage radio's going to be there everybody's going to be there and what better chance if you want to the awards and everything um I will tell you that playing Oak Ridge is is a hype is 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 getting a revenge. Uh, you lost the championship game pre- the previous year, but I would but to beat Oakland, I, I still man I'm I'm kind of this is surreal for me uh, personally because this is um, this is the mecca. This is you like yeah. you said you can't get any bigger. Than this this is this is the peak of the highest mountain. I mean, and it, the, the lowest, the, the, the deepest dive in the sea. Whatever you want to say, this is what people want. And I guarantee you, people are driving right now in Nashville, listen to every word we got to say, because yeah. they know we have the knowledge of at least one half of what's going there in the championship.
2: Well, when you think about this, too, and, and this is for, you know, primarily the Summit fans, is, and, and this is a good thing, what I'm about to say, is that it'll probably never get better than this and here's why you're at the top division two players on your team are finalists for mr football they're brothers they've taken you to three straight state titles the team you're playing is also undefeated has a reputation for being here like you said epley private school kids leave private school to go public to play for oakland a public school they're undefeated oh and their running back is what's standing in your way from winning mr football because he's the other mr football finalist and here's the icing on the cake not only all that you got brothers you got mr football you got undefeated season your whole entire team is healthy for the last championship game of the season like that is a blessing beyond compare to be this late in the season and everybody's healthy and three of your five offensive linemen are three-year starters your quarterbacks a four-year starter your running backs i mean it's unbelievable like you can't overhype this game i mean everything you say does it justice it's exactly what it is and what we're preaching and evangelizing it is and it's just going to be absolutely awesome
1: yeah it's it's tough for me to put it in words what what the experience would be like i'm blessed to have the opportunity i know you are too from from clayton those guys back in the studio to do this um to be able to call this game it's once again it's um it's a game that's – you're going to have a lot of uh, high-powered offense and uh, great players on both sides of football, well-disciplined coming to play. Think about this. This is all I'm saying. Don't, don't, don't take it out of context here. The closest team to Summit this year has been 14 points. I've said it twice. I'll say it again. It's 14 points. It's <laughs> crazy. So now you meet the number one team, and I got a text – it says it is. They're the ninth best team in the in the, in the United States, yeah. not Tennessee, is Oakland. So there you go. You get you get you you get the shot that ever once again that everybody wanted, and you, you don't have to. And, I, and we know this. You're not going to have to amp sum it up. They're going to be ready for it. I, I, there's no doubt. You asked me last week what. You know what? Who do you think? And I, you, you know the way I've always leaned. I told you at the beginning of the year, this is what I think is going to happen. Some people said it
2: probably wouldn't, but it, it, it. You called the Final Four in week one. You, I mean, you told. I don't know if you said this publicly, but you told me in the car. You because I always like to play hypotheticals with you and stuff, right? And I'm well, I'm
1: like, well, two's easy. Maryville and Oakland are, are easy oh, to me. I mean, it's but the, it's
2: easy to you, but I mean, anything could always happen in high school football, right? But you called it. You said Maryville, Oakland. Hendersonville. In Hendersonville Summit, yeah. and wow, you nailed it! That's well, why you're the freaking best, Epley.
1: <laughs> I can tell you this: I don't know what's going to happen Saturday. You
2: really don't, huh?
1: But I, mean, I, I, I just—I'm going to say this. I, I talked to my dad about this over the, uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know how the weights lose, I, and, and and use it as whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I've just seen this. It's like it's like riding a roller coaster it never ends man it's yeah. just the, the 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 extreme excitement that's built in behind these guys and i know their family's probably listening too and i, I want to thank all the players too for for, for for this for this moment for us uh, not just the radio yeah. station but to see these i mean jameson has played his best high school football game in the his, in his history of yep. being a summit spartan we've covered him been solid but this is a plus 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 plus. So different players are stepping up. Johnny Sloan, these guys. But you're going to need all it's called all hands on deck. Yep. And you can't make mistakes. Summits only turned the ball over eight times. That's less than one a game.
2: hmm I mean they've
1: almost they've I, gone I against
2: have. they've gone against Florida State quarterbacks and shut them down. They've gone against Michigan receivers and shut them down. And next week they're getting a Georgia Bulldog at running back committed to Georgia Bulldog. And I mean, like this is so big. It's just so exciting. And Finley Jamison, I mean, the kid's five foot 10, 170 pounds, and he's got to stop a future Georgia Bulldog. That's a big deal. How do you think he's going to do?
1: You're just going to have to contain. It's going to be containment. It has to be keeping everybody. I mean, you don't want speed to kill you. Um, and I I don't know his speed. I can tell you this. There might not be anybody on Summit to catch him. I, I don't know. And that's right. – I'm telling you, Wade's elusive, but that's not, – I'm not talking top end. Wade's elusive. Destin Wade's elusive. So is Keaton. Keaton's more of a, a bruiser. But I'm telling you, speed, you saw the Baker kid run tonight.
2: Yeah. You
1: imagine him and put a more weight – I mean, put more yeah. weight in and And gir- you caught, I think, girth one time. Yep. Uh, you know – that that's that's another thing for that. So, man, it's it's going to be exciting. So, what we'll do is, as of right now, um, I guess before we we promo this, Matt, you got any final
2: thoughts? Well, I was just going to say, you know, you know, they played Ravenwood twice, and you know, they they handled Parson, the Florida State quarterback, you know, decently well. And um, but I'm just I'm happy for this school. I'm happy, like you know, I just think from a personal standpoint, you know, my family and I, we we chose Spring Hill when we moved here. Five and a half years ago. And I didn't even know what Summit Spartan was. All I heard about was Independence football. They were at the tail end of that 40 game win streak. Remember that? And um, it was all about Indy. And Summit wasn't even on the map. And here you go. I mean, like, look how fast life changes. And you wake up one day, and now it is all about Summit going to their third state title. And it's just it's just it's so big for everybody, you know, Georgia running back versus the Kentucky running our quarterback and DB and defensive. It's just so exciting and it's so good for the city, the school. You know, you and I, everybody, parents, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for everyone involved, and I'm just so happy we're a part of it. So
1: right now, we're going to plan on, and this could change throughout, just please listen to promotions as we, I, I think we're going to try to get the pregame 30 minutes instead of 15 minutes. Um, Clayton, I know you're listening too, uh, try to get us maybe some packages to put in there as well, but uh, we do know 15 minutes, so for, for Right now, it's it's uh, basically six forty five time. Um, well, I guess five forty five here in Central. It'd be six forty five Eastern. Would be when we go on the air. So that's another adjustment yeah. we're going to have to make too, as well for that. Is you know for the time the time difference. So
2: Saturday Night Lights, baby.
1: <laughs> either way, uh, just continue to watch promos. Matt would tweet it. Justin Lamb would tweet it uh, to get get this information out. Clayton will have some promos on the radio station, too, as well. I'll get with him and make sure we know exactly when the pregame is, but we know it's going to be 15 minutes ahead, hopefully 30 minutes. But um, I'll see you in Chattanooga.
2: You're the man. Appreciate you, brother. Can't wait to be there.
1: It's it's 28-7. It's a final. Uh, Let me see. Let me read a text here. 5.30, uh, Clayton, uh, working on the pregame. So. That's the, probably going to have 30 minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll do our due diligence on, on our side to have everything, all the information you need on, especially Summit, but also Oakland as well because there's a lot of material in the dominance they've been in. So they win back to back to back to back to back to back to back I mean, besides Maryville stopping them. Wow. But we got one, you got one more opponent. Can you beat a Spartan is what, what I can ask you. I don't know. Can a Patriot win or a Spartan win? We'll see when we get there. 28-7 is the final here. For Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. We're signing off. Here in Hendersonville, we'll see you next Saturday, not Friday night. Let's go. We'll say 530 on 103.7, then we'll move to 101.7 after the Alabama Georgia game. So.